It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And we are back. We are back, Bumblebees. Episode six of season two. Season two. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I knew you were going to say that. Oh, man. So we were supposed to record at the studio today. We were, but they were... Dancing. Just getting it. Yep. We, uh, we were supposed to do six and seven today, and then we have a conservative ant tonight. I uploaded our first triple R video today. You want to talk about that? I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah, so we started the triple R's. That's for you to figure out what it means. <laughs> no, it is review, recreation, and relation. Yeah. So we are reviewing our hobbies, review, recreation, and the impact that it has on our relationship as a couple. And we even did like a really neat little number scale of how much we think it's impacted us. Yeah. Um, it gives us an ability to review things that we buy. Mm -hmm. Um, it gives us an ability to talk about the way that it is real world use for us as a couple to give potential date ideas for those of you who are looking for new hobbies and ways to reconnect with your person. That are outside of the house, not going to the movies, not going to the same restaurant, right. not playing the, I don't know, what do you want to do game? Yeah. So and it, it may not relate to a lot of people. I mean, I'm, the first one is about the e-bikes mm -hmm. and, and that that's kind of an expensive hobby. I get that. Um, but it is something that, you know, you guys can go, okay, well, we can't afford e-bikes. Maybe we could buy regular bikes. There are other options. It's just, right. you know, this was our life and the way that we're working it. So could be roller skates. Could be. We should do that. I would love to do that. Show everybody my skating skills. And show them how much I fall. <laughs> You're already injured. The last thing I we am. need is for you to be falling around on skates. Uh, but I love skating. It's so freeing and moving and... I just got to, I think the balance that I'm getting on my e-bike, I could do it better. I don't think that's the case. No? No. I think we should rent Astro Skate in Bradenton as a meet and greet. Word. Fucking word. That would be dope, right? That would be really dope. Yeah. Um, I also, since we're on the topic of, of weird things, I, I think that I, I really regret the studio. Yeah, I've kind of been having the same sentiment. 
there were a lot of high hopes of it's going to be dope to get out of the house and finally work and have that home work life separation. And now it's we're, we're living by somebody else's schedule. Right. Because of the dance studio. And I think that if it was a standalone building, I wouldn't feel that way. We could be there all day <clears> and it wouldn't inhibit anything. Right. And with us having to move cameras back and forth because we had to go pick these cameras up today to record. Mm -hmm. With um, my big ass backpack with me. Yeah. The only upside is the Internet that's there. It is really nice. <clears> internet. And then obviously not having people in our house for guests, but. Yeah. Safety concerns and whatnot. But I, I you know, I, I'm also at a point now where like I, I really wonder how much of this is going to be interview sustained long term. It's a good question. You know, I really thought that the garden was going to be a really dope way to interview women. And so far it's more of just book breakdowns and murder mystery. Well, it's not like you don't have people trying to come onto the pod. Definitely do have people trying to come onto the podcast. It's just I've noticed a lot of it's more about the fangirl yeah. and wanting to meet in person and not actually have in-depth conversations about life and problem solving. Like I'm even to have women, I am, I am even willing to have women come onto the garden segment segment to talk about their struggles in their relationship. Not even a romantic relationship. It could be like a mother-in-law relationship and we can like live problem solve with each other. And then that could be a conversation that helps thousands of other people right just haven't found that kind of thing yet yeah i mean there definitely have been some really dope interviews some really fun interviews and spooky interviews just not the influx of um quality conversations i'm looking to have i suppose yeah definitely have some in a priority folder that i that i'm going through and once things simmer down a little bit because we're booked out for the month of january into february for interviews yeah i don't want to overdo it with booking another three or four people, we don't have a lot of days during the week. We really don't. I, I'm at a point now where, like, mm -hmm. I, I want to start being more selective with the guests. Mm -hmm. And, like, I don't want to book myself out months in advance. Right. Like, because we have, we do have guests mm -hmm. coming until March. I don't want to do that again. I'd like to book out two or three weeks at a time and then find guests two or three weeks at a time and, and go that route. Yeah. We got frothy. Yeah. Just gotta. That's okay. We'll wait. Thank you. <laughs> what? All of that came through the microphones. Did it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, sorry, guys. I'm bougie. We're trying to get healthier. Oh, God. I hate it. I hate the process. <laughs> I made a TikTok bitching about it yesterday. Did you see it? Uh, <laughs> no. The only TikTok I saw that you made yesterday was the herb TikTok. Oh, man. Yeah. I made a TikTok on my account. I'm like, hey, guys, this is like one of those FaceTime calls that you guys really enjoy. How are your days going? Because I'm really about to bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I'm sitting here and I'm on a calorie deficit and I'm eating a tortilla with beans and potatoes, and it's not like it's a stuffed crust pizza or anything. Not what I really want. But I can't live off of mac and cheese and potato balls and chocolate milk. And I was like, I am the fine apple of my husband's eye, and that fine doesn't happen by itself, so we got to be motivated. <laughs> Did you ever find the recipe for your smash browns? No. If you guys work at Maple Street Biscuit Company and you have the recipe for the smash browns, or if you find them... Email them to peaches at to be com, and real big in the description, write smash browns in the subject line because she's been looking and hasn't been able to find them. It's been almost a month. 
I've looked on Pinterest. I've looked on Google. I've looked on TikTok. I've looked on like copycat recipe websites. Why are you guys hiding it so well from me? What is this? <laughs> I'm excited where the, the direction of everything is going. Yeah. Yeah. How so? Uh, well, we're doing our first ever <clears throat> murder mystery live stream tonight. That's exciting. I'm very excited about that. I mean, by the time you guys listen to this, you've missed it, but <laughs> hopefully it becomes a bi-monthly thing, not every two months, but twice a month where we or I sit down on a live stream. If you want to be a part of it, I would love that. Uh, the, it was bi-weekly, not bi-monthly. Bi-weekly? Bi-weekly is the every other week. Bi-month oh, is every other month. Gotcha. That way you don't have to correct it next time. Bi-weekly. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I'm going to sit there and listen, and I'll chime in if I feel the need to. The murder mystery thing is just not my cup of tea. No, I get it. I just don't. I, I think that we put too much emphasis on murderers. Um, and, like, we, we we glorify them. Like, this whole Gypsy Rose thing, she's world famous now. And, like, she killed her mom. I, I don't think that we should be glorifying murderers. I don't think I'm glorifying it. No, but we are we are putting that into the public sphere, I guess. I don't, I don't know. I think the way that I break things down and I talk about the psychology behind it, it's more of an understanding of why people do what they do. Okay. You don't think that people are glorifying serial killers? Oh, or? I think people 100% glorify serial killers. Right. People are glorifying her right now. She's a massive, they're calling her the TikTok queen. She hasn't been released from prison for a month and she already has 10 million followers. Yeah. It, it's a lot to process. That People do definitely glorify killers. Yeah, I don't think that she should have the platform that she has. I understand that she was abused mm -hmm. and like she had a horrible upbringing and like her mom did a bunch of foul shit, but she killed her mom. Period. Um, I don't really have a whole lot to like update on. I, I feel like we've we've taken a lot of downtime and we've done a lot of cool shit and like we've been TikToking the life account. So like the to be better life account has a bunch of our day to day shit in it. So people really kind of know what's going on and we don't have to. But I also realize that there are a whole lot of people that don't follow that account that listen to the podcast. So I feel like we should be updating shit. You want to talk about the quads for the kids? Well, yeah, we can talk about the quads. We can talk about all the herbs that came in. Let's do that. Do the herbs first. Then we'll get into the quads. So all of my herbs came in from my apothecary. For people wondering where I got my herbs from, it's from Monterey Bay Herb Co. They were by far. Not sponsored by them, by the way. Not sponsored. I would love to be. Are you kidding me? But not sponsored. They're just by far the company that I've come across that is not only best in sale price, like wholesale, they also have a large plethora of things to choose from. Um, two really big things for me that I wanted to have for my apothecary was lion's mane and reishi mushroom. And all of the super big like apothecaries, all the YouTubers were recommending didn't have that. I was like, I guess I'm gonna have to grow it. I really don't want to dedicate the time to that. But it I want it. There are so many health benefits from those two mushrooms. And funny enough, Amy recommended um, Monterey Bay to me. And I checked that they had everything I wanted. I mean, not everything. They were out of Mullen. And I got the notification three minutes after the box hit my front porch, our front porch of, oh, hey, this is back in stock. And I was like, great. That doesn't help me with my shipment sitting outside. I wonder if Paul Stamets' company has reishi mushrooms and mm -hmm. lion's mane that's dehydrated and... That's what a good you're question. looking for because that's going to be the purest quality you could get. Yeah. Stamets is like a mushroom god. He's the man. Mm -hmm. well, I don't eat portobellos because of him. Yeah. Yeah. When I go grocery shopping, I love mushrooms. I love like cheese stuffed mushrooms. I love adding mushrooms to like my pasta. Oh, I don't know what it is. 
It just does something for my brain. But every time I go shopping, portobellos are the first one to pop up. And I was like, nope, he is scared of someone coming after him if he talks about that. So I'm not fucking with it. Yeah, I'm not a big mushroom person. I like the fun guys, though. Yeah. Talking about the dad joke. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm going to start making my tincture soon. I'm going to be making cough syrups for the kids because they're very mucusy all the time. So am I. I don't get it. Well, they're in school and. It's just passed around in young kids. It's good. That's how they build their immune systems. It is. So we bought quads for the kids. Mm-hmm. Got little man a Kawasaki 90 and uh, princess got a Suzuki 90 also. I don't remember exactly which models they were, but they're automatic quads that you mm-hmm. can adjust the throttle on. And we did this because we want to be able to get the kids to start riding so that when we go do outdoor stuff, they can come with us. We bought them high boy balance bikes so they can start learning to ride bikes. And then we moved up to the quads because there's no clutch and there's no real balance there. They just have to learn how to not roll the thing over and learn how to hit the brakes. And watching the two personalities get on those things and the, um, if you have kids, you understand that they are not the same. Correct. And you can't raise them the same. Right. Same household, same same rule structure. They are going to have two very different mindsets. And our son is afraid of everything. And like he's like, brip, 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 roll, break, fence. Right? <laughs> and she's like, this makes it go, brap, full throttle. No chill. Yeah. Ran into her brother twice. Ran into the fence, Twice. smashed her face. Smashed her face, cried, got back on it, did it some more. Yeah. Um, but she was able to learn a lot faster than him because she was able to learn to lean mm-hmm. into those turns very quick. So our son was born mad premature, like almost three months prematurely. And the high-risk doctor came in and told me that pretty much his inner gyrospear is going to be off kilter. So anytime he's doing anything like swinging or being on a bike or roller skates or anything like that, he's going to constantly feel like he's falling. And like, I get that experience when I'm on dirt bike. I can't remember what you did, but you were like, I felt like I was falling the whole time. I'm like, that's how I feel when I'm riding the bikes. Hmm. It's, it's a constant, like, I feel like I have to overcorrect myself. This is a funhouse hmm. effect. Kind of. We yeah. were, we were in, um, an antique shop. Right. In that yeah. little antique area off of uh, Highway 60, and on, mm-hmm. off, off of Exit 60 on 75 in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Um, that building had, mm-hmm. the floor was wonky and all the bookshelves were leaning in different directions. And like it had a fun, it made me nauseous. I had to walk back downstairs. I couldn't be up there. So that's, mm-hmm. that's the, yeah, the gyroscope thing is a thing, I guess. But yeah. he's never said he's afraid of falling. He's never expressed any of that. I just. I don't think he can articulate what he's feeling. Yeah. Because. It's hard to explain the best way I can explain it to you is like a sense of constant falling. Yeah. But that's not really it because I know I'm logically not falling, but it feels. He's not a clumsy person mm-hmm. and he's not walking around falling all over the place. No, like, he's not. I, I do think that a lot of it just comes down to fear because he's super afraid of getting hurt. Mm-hmm. Everything to him is is an owie and like he doesn't want to look at his his boo-boos and shit. Like, well, he's doing better with that. He's so. a very sensitive child. Yeah, yes, he is. That's, I mean, but that's not. I, the, the whole point of all of that was that they're just two very different children. Yeah. And I think that um, I think that she's going to end up being the the going mud and getting gross, you know, smashing mm-hmm. beer bottles over people's faces as she gets older. And he's going to be the 
probably the reserved indoor video game kid. I just, I don't see them doing the same things. And as much as I would love to have them have the same hobbies as they get older, as they start to come into their own, I don't think that we're going to have that anymore. And it's going to make it not as enjoyable to do family vacations because I'm going to be like, hey, let's go zip lining or let's go ride quads. And he's going to be like, yeah, I don't want to. I feel like it'll be like uh, the first season of Cobra Kai where the kid has got the video game console and everybody's doing shit. And he's like, no, I just want to play games. I I feel like he would be if that does if that is how that plays out. He would probably be content sitting on a lawn chair with a book while we're riding our quads out in the mud or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. He enjoys being on everything. Yeah. No, I know he he has fun with it. He's just afraid of it all still. He didn't, he, he, even though he hit stuff, he didn't hit it full bore. Mm-hmm. I really do think mm-hmm. it comes down to, he's afraid he's going to get hurt on everything that he does, which is good. You should, <laughs> you should have a fucking respect for those things. <laughs> unlike our daughter. <laughs> unlike her. Right. Unlike me. She, yeah. Unlike, yeah. I, I feel like as they get older, I, he might become more into like the things I'm interested in and she's yeah. going to be more. Mad Max. <laughs> I, yeah. I really think that he is going to be a quiet scientist. You think so? Yeah. Archaeologist. Archaeologist, paleontologist, something. Hmm. He, he's going to be, he's so smart. He is so smart. And he very much doesn't like getting dirty and no. things. So the, so the archaeologist is probably not going to be a thing. So, and our daughter, I don't know what she's going to be. A ballerina dirt biker. A handful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's jump into some emails. I'm very excited about my apothecary. Yeah. I hope it does well. So I, I really want to take our family in a more holistic way. And in my backpack right here, I haven't opened this backpack in a while. I'm not going to lie to you guys. And in my very front pocket, I have like, 800 milligram ibuprofen and like elderberry gummies and airborne and all these kinds of things. And I'm like, this is very like big pharma. (laughs) And I'm excited to be able to start carrying around my own remedies for things and kind of move away from the chemical toxins and be able to bring that to the masses. I'm very excited to open my own apothecary shop. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Babe, what would you do if you had an extra hour in your day? All sorts of things. Read, take pictures with you, lay in the sun on a rock. Live in your lizard life. A lot of us spend most of our lives wishing we had more time, so we start to prioritize all the things that are important to us. Your mental health should be a priority. A lot of us struggle on identifying a healthy boundary, setting it, and holding those in our lives accountable when our boundaries are crossed. Therapy can be a great way to get the tools you need not only to figure out what your boundaries are, but also how to implement them with those around you. If you've been considering therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's purely online, convenient, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapist at any time. This is extremely helpful in finding the right therapist for you, and there is no charge for switching. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash to be better today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash to be better. As always, guys, it's the number two be better. And we hope you enjoy the show. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. (laughs) 
Chumba. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Any news on the bath line? Mm. I have to get with Brittany and we have to do a, a FaceTime call to solidify how I want everything to look and how much we're making in the quantities and all of that kind of stuff. I, we also have to sit down and figure out pricing because we we bought the supplies. So we need to know if that covers the first shipment, could co- possibly cover the second shipment, right. all of that stuff. Before you get into that, um, guys, we normally do like the patron as patrons come through and we've stopped doing that because we've started muting our phones while we're recording or trying to yes and they, not have them in our hands it, it picks up static the cackling yeah oh, that makes me uncomfortable so i'm going to hit you with all the youtube stuff while she pulls up emails guys if you are new to the channel and you have not yet subscribed please do so um, if you would like to support the channel the best thing to do is to share the content and in the event that you would like extra content because you've binge watched everything that we have put on youtube Patreon is the way to go. Our patron community gets live streams once a week. They get uh, early release content from time to time. They get her garden episodes. There full is length. full length. Yeah, <clears throat> obviously full yeah. length. Um, there's a lot that goes on in, in Patreon and Discord. And and for $15, $10, $15 a month, it's it's worth it. So check that out. And um, for those of you who like the To Be Better merchandise that we were doing, uh, we still have shirts for sale on the website, tobebetter.co. We do, and we still have the matching his piece, her home, yep. with the vowels written on the front. So if you want a little a little couple shirt that's not exactly matching but still gives that vibe, I'd highly recommend checking that out. Yeah. Yep, still have some protector <laughs> shirts. Got some um, uh, choose your hard shirts. There's there's the my my, my husband's got me shirts. There's still quite a bit of shirts left. We mm-hmm. didn't we didn't go through all, as many as I thought we were going to go through. I kind of over ordered so. There are shirts on the website. Um, and then lastly, today's episode are brought to you by two things. To Be Better Brew, which is our coffee company. You can go to tobebetterbrew.com and get our coffee. And tea. And tea. Um, the pecan pie is my favorite. I fucking love it. It smells good. It tastes good. It's my shit. We have a chai tea. That's really good. Yeah. You like the chai tea, huh? I love chai tea. Oh, I'm not supposed to say that. So we actually, <laughs> the kids and I have been watching the new, like, spider-verse movie and apparently saying chai tea is just saying tt so i like chai there we go i guess i don't get that so chai i guess means it's just tea. spiced tea right? yeah so saying chai tea is like saying coffee coffee it's like saying an atm machine yeah like an atm machine gotcha. that was another one of the things in the movie was it <laughs> it was yeah so i really enjoy chai and we have a very good selection of tea on the on the website And lastly, the second sponsor of the show is Matrix Hormones. For those of you who are unfamiliar with Matrix Hormones and you have never had your blood work done, I highly recommend that you look into doing that. Um, Peaches and I are both patients of them, which is how we got hooked up with them in the first place. Uh, If you go onto their website, you click their new new patient forms, fill out the forms, there's a drop-down menu. If you hit to be better, it will save you $200 on your your initial consultation. Um, Our initial consultation, mine was 45 minutes. Hers was almost two hours because women have a a different blood panel than we do. We're so in depth. We're like a pool. There are so many chemicals and whatnot inside of us that have to be balanced. And one thing being off could trigger four other things being off and fixing one thing being off and those four things might set off another three things. We are very complex beings. We just need testosterone. (laughs) Yep. Yep. That's it. 
So if your sex life is fucked up, if your depression's messed up, if your sleep is messed up, not energized, not energized, there's a whole lot of things that come into play and it normally comes down for us to estrogen and testosterone. So we need to, 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 um, balance our estrogen out and get our testosterone to where it's supposed to be. And we'll feel a lot better. So Mm -hmm. if you've never had your blood work done, I highly recommend that you do it because in the best case scenario, your blood panels are perfect. And then you will have documentation showing that your blood panels are perfect in the event that you need to get blood work done in two or three years or 10 years. You can go, this is where I was and they can get you back to your normal levels versus dealing with the decrease because the average testosterone in men are three times lower than what they were in our grandparents. That's, insane to think about yeah it's gotten so bad that they've actually lowered the number of what testosterone is supposed to be in men to to (laughs) to keep up with the fact that it's dropping down right not bring it back up let's just lower the standard and be okay with that yeah how disgusting also guys if you enjoy the content please share it sharing it is the best way to support to be better liking it commenting interacting we love hearing your guys' opinions in the comments Maybe how you and your partner talked through something that you never experienced and came upon. Okay, dope. That's good to know. Our goal this year is 250,000 subs on YouTube. Mm-hmm. We're at 161 as of this morning. Quarter of a so, million. Yeah, We want a quarter of a million by the end of, of 2024. So let, let's share mm-hmm. the podcast. Let's get people active on YouTube. Um, let's fix some relationships. Yeah. I'm going to start being active again on the premieres on Mondays. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually miss that. I enjoyed those. Yeah. So, all right, emails. Let's do some emails. Okay. Because there's people right now who are not familiar with what we do going. I wish they'd just shut the fuck up and get on with it. <laughs> get into it. Sorry about the change of wardrobe, guys. We uh, had a quick disruption, and we're able to get it right before we got that email going. Wanted to touch on two things. We will have something, a question that I want to pose to everyone at the end of this, and we got another another couple's opinion as well that will be a topic. But before we get into the emails, it's important to let you guys know that we are not professionals. There are no letters underneath of our names or no. behind them. No counseling, no schooling. We are just two opinionated people on the internet who give unsolicited advice. No, it's solicited. <laughs> it is solicited. It people do ask us. Solicited advice because yes. you asked for it. So there you go. This whole thing started because people asked for it. I'm going to eat while you read. I hope you enjoy and it. I'm going to try not to get the, the sounds in the mic. You're, you're pretty good at not chewing with your mouth open. So. so this email is titled, What Do I Do Now? I cheated on my husband. That's the mistake. He thinks I did it one way that another girl told him, but in reality, what he believes happened is not the truth. Is there any scenario for you where you're like, where I say this is an us situation, would never be us, but say... I know that I did this thing, but that's not the way it happened. Is there any other scenario that could be brought to you where it could lessen the pain for you or change your mind on it? What do you mean another scenario? Because she's saying that one girl told him this is how she cheated on you. And in reality, that's not how it happens. So would you <clears throat> still want to hear, hear me out? Would it, would it change your course of action? Maybe. Maybe because I would want the truth. Right. But I wouldn't want it to be like, it didn't happen like that. It happened this way. I would, I would prefer a, yeah, I cheated. Mm. It didn't play out that way. Do you really want to know how it happened? But yes, I cheated. Yeah. Like bottom line is still the same. Right. Because I got to be honest, I wouldn't want the details Yeah. at all. Not even a little bit. I wouldn't want to know why. I wouldn't want to know how. It's a lie. I would want to know why. 
but I would have to, that would be a, a later discussion. Yeah. Time to process the hurt of, yep. or the shock of things. The shock would be it. I would also want to know the truth and the why of it. <clears throat> I wouldn't want to know the details. It would definitely be a conversation if somebody came to me and told me this is this true. And if the truth is it, the cheating happened, then you're right. I would have to also get over that shock. I think it's important to establish that hearing everybody out. Yeah is important even though it doesn't change the bottom line it might not change his course of action you know what i think is wild and yeah. I, we see it all the time is when a woman sleeps with a married man and then runs back and tells the married woman that they slept together and then they correspond a lot yeah like they build a friendship off of it right and the man's the enemy to both women mm -hmm. when the other woman knew what was happening the whole time and chose to be the other woman yeah Another thing that blows my mind is women that will go out and like either pay someone or just ask them like, hey, as a favor, will you try to catch my man cheating on me? And will you be the one to try to lure him into that? I saw a TikTok video where two people sat down at the table and she's like, I know I, you cheated on me. He's like, what are you talking about? She's like, no, I know what I have. Like she came back and she told me I set the whole thing up and he was dumbfounded. And then come to find out the girl lied to the girlfriend. <clears throat> to try to break them up. To try to break them up. She's like, you don't deserve that. I would treat you so much better than how she treats you. Yep. Walking into their own trap. When you do that, you're setting yourself up for failure. Yeah. Not your partner, for you. Because one of two things are going to happen. He's going to cheat, or she is going to cheat, mm -hmm. and you did that. Yeah. Or they're going to find out that you did that, and they're not going to trust you. Yeah. So why not have the conversation of why you guys aren't trusting each other? Why don't, why don't you start there? Mm -hmm. It's crazy to me. That would be a betrayal to me. The going behind the back and trying to orchestrate yeah. that? Yeah. It would it, it, I view that as the same. Yeah. It, it would definitely hurt my feelings. It would make me question a lot of things like even like good intention things like were they trying to set me up for something in that? Mm -hmm. I, I would question it a lot. Things got really bad between us. I stopped feeling loved and important to him. I always felt like I came last to his family, friends, cars, money, and other materialistic things. <clears throat> I tried to tell him how I felt, and he always said that I was a priority, but his actions didn't prove that to me. I wonder what the actions were that made her feel like she wasn't the priority. I wonder how that conversation went. Right, like how was it said? I wonder if there was a conversation about that. All, all that material shit, all, all the toys. Mm. Because I'm that guy, right? I love my new toys. They're fun for like three weeks, six months. You know what the consistent, the one constant thing is in my life? You. So while we're buying toys and doing these things and you're going to do a bath line and apothecary and gardening and planting and you're going through your hobbies and I'm going through my hobbies and we're enjoying life together, we're doing it together. Mm -hmm. I'm not excluding you. You're not excluding me. I don't have interest in some of the shit that you're doing. No. Which makes makes it so that you have self-care time. Yeah. I get to do self-care time. Sometimes I get to do mad magic shit with my friends. Like, that's normal life shit. Mm -hmm. If you are not a priority to your person, have you told them that? You make me feel less than all of the material items that we have in life. Thank you for keeping me around. But I don't feel like I matter as much as your car. Yeah. Because I'm willing to bet if you actually said that to your person, you'd feel pretty fucking stupid after you said it. In most cases, most cases, you'd feel pretty stupid after you said that. Because saying that out loud, it sounds dumb. Right. And I'm not saying that you're stupid for saying it or feeling it. 
Like when I said that out loud, I was like, that that's pretty dumb. Like that makes me feel dumb to verbalize that because let's, let's break that down. Right. When you're like, babe, I want a thousand dollars to buy dried herbs from a website. Cool. Give me a day. Got it. Babe, I want to go buy a new quad. Okay, go. Right. That's not making me feel less than Mm -hmm. you're taking care of. I'm being taken care of. We're filling each other up and still living our lives. Yeah. Getting toys and having fun and going on trips and vacations and family gatherings and all of that shit is life shit. I wonder if he excludes her from those things or if she even tries to be a part of it. Yeah. I I make an active effort to be a a part of your your hobbies and your interests and make it a point to be near you when I can. Do you think that's a I feel neglected or do you think that's a... I just want to be a part of the things because that's a different conversation. That is a different conversation. Right. Because like, hey, I noticed that you're into cars. Mm-hmm. I like cars. Can I can I build a car with you? Can, right. can I go sit on the, the side of the, the frame of the body while you're under it, twisting wrenches? I'll hand you tools. I, I don't care what we're doing. I just want to be near you while we're doing it. Like that's a very different conversation than everything else is above me and I'm not a priority. It is a very, it's a very different mindset. Right. Here's another thought. If you're not a priority and you are not working and he obviously has money to buy toys and do all of these things, are you a financial burden to him or are you a priority? Because if he's still taking care of you, you're a priority. If you're working and taking care of all your own shit and you guys have split money and you guys are just living as roommates, you know, two ships passing in the night kind of thing, Mm -hmm. maybe you're not a priority. So it's a different conversation. Right, but that that's a takes two to tango type thing. Absolutely does. If you don't feel a priority to him, have you had the conversation of, do you feel like you're a priority to me? Because I'm not feeling like one to you. And if we are misstepping or we're on two different planes of thinking, we need, we need to figure this out because I don't like how this feels. Right. It doesn't say how long they've been together. It does say husband, so they're married. Okay. doesn't say how long they've been together. I stopped feeling loved. That that's a really big thing to say, a really big thing to say, because even on like our bad days where we're both depressed and fucking going through it with BPD or something triggers outside and we don't know what the root is, but we're in a bad fucking mood. Like I, I can still tell you love me. That's a choice, though. That's a choice that I make. Right. Because when I'm ready to burn the world down, mm-hmm. I know that I'm depressed right now. And if I treat you the way that I'm ready to treat everything else, we're not going to be okay when I come out of this depression, right? I'm depressed, not, not dumb, mm-hmm. right? So like, that's a choice. When you are going through it, you know that we love each other. It's a choice because yeah. you could treat me the way that you're going to treat everyone else and it would destroy the relationship. Not feeling loved is a you feeling. And this comes to perspective. It does. I don't know the relationship. I don't know if he's actually doing things like calling you a dumb bitch or... You know what I mean? Like degrading Ignoring you. your phone calls. Right. There, you know what I mean? Because you're not giving us that, that window into your life. Information. Right. But to say that you don't feel loved, have you told him why you don't feel loved? Instead of going, you don't love me. Yeah. Because that's an accusatory statement. The, the communication, is, it, it can't, you can't be like that towards people. Right. It could be a conversation of, I don't feel my feelings, right? That makes it about you. Right. This is a me problem. I don't feel loved because every time we have a date night planned and then your friends call you up, you decide to go drinking with them. 
I feel there is a lack of love exchanged in that moment because you're making them a priority over our date nights. Do you think that's applicable? <clears throat> I do. Um, but I also think that I, I feel like that's also vague. No, I, I think that that can be taken combative. Why? Because that became a you statement. It started as an I feel and then became a you right. statement. I feel like you don't love me because you cancel with our dates every time we have friends, every time your friends reach out to you. Right. Because it went from this is how I feel. Now I'm accusing you of something. Instead of saying, I feel like you don't love me because our date nights are interrupted and I would really like to have quality time with you. There's no no way for that to be a, well, fuck me kind of thing, right? Okay. And then if he asks for examples, he asks for it. And if you ask for it, you give it to him. You know what I mean? That, but that, that, that situation I also don't think is helpful. I think the conversation is, is I miss you. I want to spend time with you. Let's do something and like not cancel the plans. Like let's really fucking do something together. Right. And then as you were saying that, all I could think to myself is they probably don't like being around each other because if she doesn't know how to talk to him and an I feel I statement becomes a you statement and it's accusatory and they're. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Not able to converse properly. Why would I want to go out and hang out with you when I can go out and hang out with my buddies and not get that? And just have a good time. Right. That's the thing for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. People are, are married and in relationships are fucking miserable. And they don't want to hurt each other's feelings. And it's not worth the fight to have the conversations to get past the hump that they're in. Or slump. Get over the hump or out of the slump that they're in. And, and they just live in that perpetual cycle of, of despair and, and frustration. And it's because of that lack of ability to, to say what's going on without creating conflict. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. The I and you statements matter. They really do. And it's very hard, especially when you're hurting or you're frustrated, to be able to articulate yourself in a way that does not attack somebody. And, and like people's traumas, their cognitive biases, past relationships, learned lived experiences, all of that shit is going to come out in those moments. Mm -hmm. and, and It's going to muddy the water. Right. And there's nothing you can do about it. You can, you can make the perfect fucking I statement and they can still react from an emotional standpoint because they realize something's off and they don't want to have the fight that's about to happen. Back into the email? Yes. You know, it's crazy as I sit here and eat this meal that if we had a sponsor right now, we'd be able to sponsor their meal. Mm. Instead, I'm not going to tell you who made this or how much I paid for it because sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> very subtle hints, babe. Yeah. Yeah. I, th I thought that was subtle. Very. Yeah, sure. Very subtle. Mm -hmm. Being no, silent. Not subtle. <laughs> no. I said subtle. You did. Say it again. Subtle. Subtle. The fuck is the point of the B? To confuse people. They did a very good job. It's like Iceland and Greenland. 
Iceland is green and Greenland is just ice. Oh gosh, now I'm on a whole side I'm on a whole side rail. <laughs> Danish in the Discord last night pointed out she's in a different time zone. Was, Bitch, you're in the same state. <laughs> what do you mean you're in a different time zone? And it turns out this little itty bitty teeny tiny part of the panhandle of Florida is central time zone and not eastern. But the very tippy 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 top of Michigan that crowns over attached to some other state is part of Eastern Standard Time. Tallahassee, that part of that panhandle part of Florida, falls within that same line of that tippy top part of Michigan. I don't... You gonna make it over there? I don't know. They do that on purpose. They really do. <laughs> like That one OCD person's really gonna get irate about this. I see that. It's happening. <laughs> subtle. The B is there. It's subtle, though. <laughs> Back into the email, there were nights where I would stay up after he went to bed to watch TV. That's a problem. We don't go to bed without each other. Right. There is a comma on that sentence. It continues onward. Very, very sudden stop on that. Like we are slamming on the brakes. There are skid marks on the road right now. There was one night where I just went and laid down in bed to watch TV and you were in the middle of doing something and you came into the room and due to past experiences and BPD whatever the trigger was, you thought that I was upset with you. Yep. Because that was out of our routine. Mm -hmm. And I just went to go lay down and get comfortable in bed and watch TV and wait for you to come snuggle with me. And after we had that conversation, it is now drawn in the line. We do not go to bed without each other. Right. <clears throat> because from your perspective, like I get it. If I were in a bad headspace or I was just really going through it in that moment. And I walked into the, into the living room. You're not there. You're already in bed. Okay. Well, what did I do? Right. That scenario, like we, we do, you and I take that to an extreme by choice. Yeah, we do. Uh, and it's a lot more than just that one triggering incident. It, it, it maintains an intimacy between us by allowing us to have nighttime conversations and cuddle time and pillow talk and all that bullshit. Right. But the, um, the bigger point in that is that had you, been like, babe, I don't, I don't feel good or I'm tired. I'm going to go lay down. I'll see you in 30 minutes when you come to bed. And then you were asleep. It wouldn't have phased me because I knew mm. you were going to lay down. The other time that you actually did that, though, you had fell, fallen asleep on the couch. And, like, we had guests over. We were playing poker still. I was like, babe, just go to bed. Like, oh, yeah. Go, go lay down in the bedroom. You want to be sleeping out here while there's people here. Mm -hmm. And you did. Those are the only two nights that, since we've been together that we haven't went to bed at the same time. And that doesn't mean that we go to sleep at the same time because I'll lay awake until two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And on a very rare occasion, I'm up until two o'clock in the morning. Mm. There's a comfort in it. Like a, it's, it's stability. Yeah. Yep. No it's matter routine. what kind of day it is, no matter what the emotions are, no matter what the conversation is. Oh man, I'm getting emotional. Why? Because it means a lot to me. I'm not going to cry. I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> In me, it's constant chaos. And feel like that medieval torture where I'm like all of my limbs are tied to a horse. I'm being pulled in different directions. And a lot of the time it's just like, fuck, when is it going to be quiet in here? I think they call that drawn and quartered. Drawn and quartered? I think that's right. That yeah. makes sense because it's yeah. four pieces. Mm -hmm. That uh, that whole situation. I mean, you create that routine and that stability, and then things aren't the same when somebody goes on vacation, or if there's a death in a family and somebody's got to go and you right. don't go, or there's a sickness. You know what I mean? Like yeah. 
I, I'd imagine uh, my biological just had a part of his lung removed, mm-hmm. and he's you know he's in his seventies, but he um you know he has cancer, and his wife has been keep giving me updates. But I would imagine that she's either staying at the hospital with him or, or like having fucking meltdowns at home at night because he's not there. They've been together for so long. Yeah, you know. It's crazy to think about. You're going to miss those things one day. Take advantage of them while you got them. Don't don't overlook it or mm-hmm. think that it's, you know, begrudgingly having to go to bed together. Or it's a minuscule thing in right. your guys' life. And of course, there are couples out there who one's nocturnal and one isn't. And if that works for you guys and you're happy, I'm glad it works for you guys and you're happy. Before people get super pissed off in the comments. Right, they pissed off anyways. Well, the continuation of that. Oh, did you have more to say? You could be like, I like peanut butter. And they're going to be like, Nutella's better. <laughs> yeah. I'm allergic to peanut butter. How inconsiderate of you. Right. Not my fault. You have an inferior immune system. Peanut butter is so good. <laughs> <laughs> it really changes the texture of our morning shakes. <laughs> yep. The continuation of that sentence was, but what I was really doing was sitting in my living room, crying for a few hours and then going to bed. And let me guess, you got mad at him for it. Or there's a built-up resentment of he doesn't care. Right. I'm willing to bet if he even fucking knew that that was the case. We've talked about, so I cry a lot. (laughs) I, uh, I I don't know why. That's just how my body processes all emotion. Doesn't matter if it's joy or anger. I'm fucking crying about it. And I, there are times I've cried. You have no idea it's been a thing. Because this is a me mess. Right. And when I need that pillar of support, even if it's ugly, I will unleash it in front of you. Yeah, but you tell me. Yeah. This isn't your fault or this is your fault. Yeah. And those conversations are hard when it's your fault. They're uncomfortable conversations and vice versa. When it's my fault, I know it's not fun for you to go, hey, babe, you did this. And it made me feel like a piece of shit. Yeah. Because we know it's never the other person's intention to make us feel that way. Right. Yeah, it's never it's never malice intent. Yeah. So and even if there is a reaction of defense or getting upset or anger because that's not what I meant to do, it's a reaction out of I can't believe I've hurt you. I'm so sorry. Do you guys believe that your person is actually out to hurt you? Right? Like when you take things personal, if you're having a conversation and something is said and it hurts you, mm-hmm. Or you feel a certain way about it. Do you really believe that their intent is to hurt your feelings? Because if, if you believe that, like if you truly believe that, it says a lot about your relationship. It does. Like doesn't that tell you like, hey, maybe I should get the fuck out of here. Like this is not safe for me. Yeah. My person wants to make me feel like shit or wants to harm me. Mm-hmm. I, I don't get it. I, I really don't. And I, I got to be honest. I also don't think that there's a, a huge need for a back and forth and all of that shit. Like if if I was like, baby, you did X Y Z, and it made me feel like X Y Z, and and I would prefer it if you didn't do that anymore. And you're like, cool, I, I didn't realize that I did that, or didn't realize that it hurts you the way that it is, and I'm gonna try to do better. We don't need to continue talking. Mm-hmm. I said what I needed to say. You you processed and said what you needed to say, and like we can now work on the change. Well, there's an acknowledgement in it. I think the acknowledgement's a big component to that. It's <clears throat> well, not the just validating, the processing, right. yeah. The acknowledgement in it. I've also recognized within myself as a very emotional creature when I come to you about something and it really was just like an emotional reaction or a trauma triggered reaction. I feel stupid. Why? Embarrassed or like I'm ashamed of myself because I should know better than that. 
Well, growth has to happen. I you, know logically. Yeah. You everybody carries that baggage. Like it's very hard to let all that shit go and not relive those past experiences with with future people. Like it's not easy. But that falls back on the do you really believe that your person is out to hurt you? Because right. if you, if you do, you shouldn't be in that relationship, you know? That living in the mindset of my person's out to get me is a self-imposed fight or flight. Yeah. Like when you think about it, because relationships start because there's love there. So what's changed? I would say there's multiple factors to that. It's people getting into relationships, the fucking before finding out. It is uh, holding on to grudges. It is imposing trauma onto the other person. A lot of things. A lot of, lot of things. I think it's people having an idea of somebody and then once that illusion, that self-imposed illusion is broken, you're just treating me how everybody else in my life has treated me. Yeah. Instead of actually seeing the person for who they actually are, removing the rose-colored glasses and going, maybe this isn't for me. Did all that make sense? Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people just need to, to spend more time with their person before they really Dedicate settle themselves. down. Yeah, yeah. Because there's... How much do you... <laughs> How much you know about yourself? You've never been in a fight. Like, how much do you really know about your person? Like, you know, you guys been, you know, doing the horizontal tango and life has been really good because you've got, you know, sex on your brain and you're in lust. <clears throat> what happens when that in lust wears off and you, you realize that you have a person that has no sustenance to them or they're just a shallow individual and like their entire world revolves around attention on the Internet or books control. Right. Or control. Right. It could be anything. Yeah. And like you think that you've got a person that wants to like share life with you and instead they just want you around for some some bedtime versus or a step up. Right. Yeah. Or even a level up. Right. You just I don't know. I think a lot of that comes down to people not not doing their due diligence in the beginning. We say all the time that I'm always finding out new little things about you and it always gets me super excited. Those are the kind of things that I want to find out about you. Right. I don't want to been in love with you this whole time and then all of a sudden I find out I've just had an illusion of you <clears throat> and I'm starting to find out things about you that I don't like right. what a shitty relationship to have it's better to find those things out before you move in with somebody right back into the email yep oh wait no before we get back into the email you said that there are times where that that long drawn out conversation doesn't have to be had right outside of situations of not feeling like a priority or not feeling important I recognize that I am mentally unstable, right? Like there are certainly situations where like I'm chewing on it for three days and I recognize this is pointless, right? And I'm not, I'm not chewing on it because I'm like, ooh, fuck this. Like, I can't believe that this happened. I'm chewing on it because I'm like, is this really like a logical thing? Does this really require a conversation or is this something where I can go, oh gosh, <laughs> Being mentally unstable and being aware that you're mentally unstable is a lot of hard work because now you are in charge of yourself and you are accountable for your actions and you recognize that whatever fallout may happen is because of what you did or said or whatever happened. So it's okay to sit on something. It doesn't have to be discussed in the moment that it happened. And if it is a conversation that happens a week after the fact, you can preface with, hey, I've really thought about this. And I might be overthinking it or I might be overreacting. I just need your opinion on the situation. So that way it's not a rehash 
of something right. or it's not a why didn't you bring it up in the moment I've been living life like everything is okay you said a majority of the time the first thing you want to say is the stupidest thing it is yeah so take a step back and think about things yeah. I stopped telling him how I felt because it wasn't important to him if you believe that why are you why are you there if you believe that you don't matter you're not important to him right why have you stayed <clears throat> Real question. It is. I think that sentence, how I would have phrased that was, I stopped telling him how I felt because from my perspective, it's not important to him. Unless he said, I don't give a fuck about how you feel. It is not important to me. Right. You can't say that it's not important to him. There's a real possibility that he just doesn't give a shit. Right. It, right. It, it could be that they've been having combat in the home all the fucking time. Mm -hmm. And they're, well, how did you word it the other day? That their common ground is a fucking battleground. Yeah. You get tired of that shit. Mm -hmm. And then you start finding ways to make yourself happy. And they're married. Maybe he doesn't want to lose half of his shit. And he's just truly placating the whole scenario to not lose his life. Doesn't want to pay alimony while right. she's with somebody else. Right. Could be a whole lot of things. However, I don't believe that to be the case. Or she would have been like, he told me my feelings don't matter. Right. Right. I think the real problem here is that they're not communicating effectively. Mm -hmm. She's not able to tell him in a way that he understands and he's not able to, to maybe comprehend what she's saying. Right. Or maybe she's not saying it at all. Cause if you're beating around the bush and you're not being direct, you're not really saying shit. Mm -hmm. The whole point of that is you can have two people trying to say the same thing. And one person can be like three bullet points to get the point across. And somebody else can be emotional talk, talking about, well, you know, when I was three years old, I saw a balloon pop and it made me feel sad. So I feel sad. And, you know, you bring in a whole bunch of other shit that has nothing to do with anything. Mm -hmm. Instead of just going, here's what we're facing right now. How do we overcome this problem? And if you don't, if you can't do that, you have to say that. Yeah. Like, I am so confused in my thoughts right now. I don't know what the issue is. Do you think that comes down to a safety? You like a safety in the other person? To uh, be able to talk or like... Could be. Could be a safety. Could be knowing that your person's not going to, you know, lash out at you. It could be that you know they're not going to leave because you're going through it. I, I think that safety or security is a, an overall statement that describes all of that. Yeah, I would say safety <clears throat> because there are times where I come to you and like I have to tell you something that made me feel a certain way and I'm fucking sobbing about it. But I know the conversation has to be had. Right. And I know at the end... Oh, fuck me. I know at the end of the day you're not going to leave. So, yeah, I would say there's definitely a safety in it. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
I know that I could be at my worst in front of you and you're not going to hate me for it. You're not going to tell me I'm being a pussy or right. that I'm being overly emotional. I would say a comfort. There's a comfort in it. Well, I asked about the security thing because if you can't tell your person the way you're feeling because you're insecure, you think they're going to leave, you think they're going to lash out or you're in fear of your safety, mm-hmm. then you can't have those conversations. You right. have to beat around the bush to try to leave hints, to talk to them, to get them to, that's not a situation that you want to stay in. Isn't the whole point of having a person to, to be a team and like to be able to work together and problem solve and overcome things to actually enjoy your life? To fill each other's cup. Right. Why would you want to live in, in that common battleground? I wouldn't want to live like that. I, I don't like drama. I don't like stress. I, I, I will cut people out of my life real fucking quick when they start bringing bullshit around me. I don't have time for that shit. I would much rather have a bullshit, meaningless conversation just to have a meaningless conversation than to have somebody bring up a bunch of nonsense to try to like vie for that energy. I'm not doing that. Yeah. Find, go fucking to a hair salon and get into the gossip of that bullshit if you need that. Don't come around here with that. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not doing that. What does that say about the person who's feeling this way, right? Because I don't care if there's a disruption for four hours or if you get mad at me or frustrated with me and like you have to calm down from that. If the conversation means that our relationship is going to improve, even if the fallout might be messy at the beginning of it, I'm willing to go through that mess and clean it up together to find a solution. Right. Because our relationship is worth that to It's me. dependent on it. Yeah. If we can't have these conversations, this is not going to last. That's what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. All of the people who are who are in marriages, if they can't find a way to communicate to, the, to their partner and find common ground and start working to improve themselves, their marriage will fail. And that's a choice mm-hmm. because you saw it coming and you chose not to do anything about it. We've both had failed marriages. I'm not speaking because I saw it in a fucking movie. Yeah. I've lived it. You have to be able to talk to people. And if you can't if you can't converse and them comprehend and like have that equal exchange of information to start improving or want to improve once you get that information, you're done. At that point, you're there's not even a point in trying. Yeah. So if, if she is with somebody who flat out is like, hey, I don't give a fuck about you. We're married because we're married. You want a divorce, you file that shit. Like that, that that's a whole different conversation. I, I just I, I I prefer, as naive as it sounds, to believe that that's not the case for most people. I I would like to believe that most people get married because they're in love, and because they want to be there for each other and want to grow and evolve together. And somewhere struggle. right and struggle together, and somewhere along the lines, they just realize that that's not that's not it. It's not worth it for them. I think that that becomes a selfish mindset. I agree. It's no longer about us. It's about me now. Yeah. And maybe he's, maybe that's who he is. Yeah. Back into the email. Yeah. Cause we're like a half a paragraph in. <laughs> I confided in someone for a week about what was happening. After a week of talking, I got drunk at a hotel one night and invited him over. Why were you at a hotel? That's premeditated. That is definitely premeditated. That is. Did you guys get into an argument? You're like, I'm going to go stay at a hotel room for the night. Yeah. That's very, were you on a business trip? I am never uh, in a hotel without you. Right. There, right. And there are reasons that people go to hotels. I'm not saying that right. there's not, but for that to be a thing where they were being emotionally invested in one another's lives for a week mm-hmm. and now she just happens to be in a motel and gets drunk and reaches out. I, I don't think that this is just a, a, in the moment I'm drunk. Let me, 
try to get him to come over kind of thing. I think that this has been a thought that's been playing out this entire time. Oh, he understands. Yeah. He says he would never do that. He makes me feel good about myself for the first time in a decade. Mm-hmm. Right? Like there would also be ha- there would also have to be an act of interest. Right. Shown because I'm not confiding in somebody <clears throat> and then hitting up hitting them up. There has to be some sort of flirting, some sort of oh, my husband doesn't make me feel this way. Right. And it has to be verbalized. It has to be matched energy. We both agreed it shouldn't have happened, and I truly felt awful. I was trying to figure out how to tell my husband before the holidays and our vacation. He took you on vacation? That doesn't sound like somebody who doesn't, doesn't like their person. Yeah, our vacation. I wonder if she picked out where they were going. I don't know. Because if she picked out where they were going, like by definition, her opinion on where they were going was a priority to him. Yeah, that matters. I became friends with one of his friend's girlfriends who was doing something similar to her boyfriend. Oh, so, so now there's a whole lot of fuckery going on. It's not just her boyfriend. This is your man's friend. Yeah. I confided in her, but I started getting suspicious about her after she accidentally said my husband's name in a sexual context one night and tried to play it off. So I started lying to her about everything and made it seem like I was having a full-fledged affair. I even got the guy I had slept with in on the whole thing. Trying to cover it up. Why? Why? Why would you do that? Because you know that she's going to go back and tell him if she's already making sexual jokes. So now you're intentionally doing shit to hurt your husband. Right? To try to get one over on this girl. I don't understand the mindset in this. You could be putting your energy into developing a business. You could be putting your energy into fixing your fucking marriage. Yep. But instead, you orchestrated this whole fake affair and got the guy that you slept was in. Was not with? a fake affair. She's still talking to the dude. You're right. She is still talking to the There's dude. There's nothing fake about it. She slept slept with him. You're right. It may have been a booty call, one a one time thing, but he is still very much invested in her life emotionally because he's he's now caught up in all of this. Yep. I'm exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> Reading that, I am exhausted. I cannot imagine the conversations that had to be had. I know that we fucked and we both regret it, but let's pretend that we're still doing it so that I can get this girl to admit that she wants to sleep with my husband because she's already cheating on her boyfriend. So here's what we're going to lie about. This is what we're going to talk about so that way we can't get caught in the fact that it's a lie because she'll, she'll find out that we're faking the affair. Yeah. They started their friendship based on the fact that they were both cheating on their boyfriend or she's cheating on her husband and the other girl's cheating on her boyfriend. Birds of a feather flock together. How is this a real email? I really feel like sometimes people just write bullshit to send into us so that we would read it on the podcast. Yeah. Because you don't believe that somebody would actually do this. I I don't believe any of that. Yeah. If you were cheating on your husband, if you were cheating on me Mm -hmm. and you met one of my best friend's girls and it's his girlfriend... Would you run over there and be like, yo, I'm cheating on my husband? Oh, my God, girl, I'm cheating on my man. I wonder how she found out that right. the girlfriend's cheating on her boyfriend. Right. Like, yeah, Because you're when right. you're married, that, you know, people who do that shit are not, they're not open about it. Like, mm-hmm. that's, people try to hide that shit. I, I'm here for the rest of the email, but I think it's all bullshit. Okay. About a week later, she snuck behind my back and told my husband. Big fucking shock there. A minute or so later, he confronted me. I stayed silent for what felt like forever until he just said, say yes or no, just tell me the truth. I said yes, and he ended things right there. Some people ain't about that shit. Mm-hmm. 
no matter the context, whether you, you slept with him six times or you slept with him one time, it's the fact that you did it. Before you continue, all of the effort and all of the nonsense that has happened in this email up until this point mm -hmm. could have been avoided if she simply would have learned how to talk to her husband. Yeah. And that's a whole lot easier than all of the energy she's invested over the weeks or months that all of this has transpired. Mm -hmm. we, make, we make choices in our lives, and then we have to live with the consequences of those choices. Back into the email, I take full responsibility and accountability for what I did. Good. He's already filed for divorce. I know it's over since we're now getting a divorce, but if there were a way that I could have saved my marriage, how would I? You would have told him. You would have learned. You would have talked to him in the beginning. You would have, however that played out, even if you didn't just saying, I don't feel like a priority to you because of X, Y, and Z. Right. And then he hits you back with, you are a priority to me. Then the response is, you're telling me that your actions don't show me that. And these are the actions that I'm paying attention to. Right. Because you've given him a, a, a blueprint of what you need. We're not fucking mind readers. If I'm going through something and I'm, I'm expecting you to just know what it is and I'm getting mad at you because you can't read my mind, that's fucking dumb. Right? Yeah. And everyone does that shit. Well, they should know. You know what you did. Obviously, I fucking don't because I thought life was great and now you, you're feeling like you're not a priority and I'm planning vacations for us and buying new vehicles for you to passenger princess in and you, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. so what is it? You were unfulfilled in your marriage. Something was lacking. And instead of trying to fix it with your husband, you created a new relationship because that was easier. Right. There's a whole lot less emotional baggage there. There was a whole lot less resentment, a whole lot less learned behavior. And you didn't have to learn to communicate with that person. You could just fuck them and then go on about your life. Did you feel like a priority to that man in the hotel room while you were drunk? Did that fill that need that you were missing? Because now you're getting divorced from it. I... I it is what it is. You, you did it, right? He he. She told on you. It's been it's been had. So now you have a decision that you can make moving forward because you're not going to get your husband back. It sounds like he's done. Yeah. And even if you could get him back, it sounds like it's not really worth it because to you he wasn't a, he wasn't making you a priority to him. Right. And he was a problem. It was him, right? Mm -hmm. According to the email, it was him. He was the problem. So if that's the case, why would you have wanted to make your marriage work? Because he wasn't willing to change to fix the things to make it so that you were a priority. Or is it really that you guys just didn't know how to talk to each other? Right. I, I, this is one of those things that I, I know the emailer is writing in just to get like a future scenario in the event that this happens. How do I avoid these things from happening? You do that by being clear and concise when speaking to your person. And if they don't understand and you're saying something and you're not able to get across to them, stop. Don't get frustrated. Don't get angry. Be like, hey, I don't know how to make you understand what I'm trying to convey. Can you repeat back what I'm saying to you? So we can try to make sure that I understand that you're getting it. We've talked about that for over a year now. That's that's the answer to that. And you have to sometimes find 15 different ways to say something until somebody fucking gets it. I need to see changed behavior. An apology doesn't mean fucking anything to me. Mm -hmm. And that's me not talking about like them. People can say, sorry, all you want. I don't give a fuck that you're sorry. You're sorry because you got caught or because of whatever that you're going through. There's no real remorse there. If there was remorse there, when things were happening, you would have stopped, right? Like, this makes me feel not good. Probably shouldn't be doing it. That's where remorse comes in. So instead of saying, I'm sorry, I want to be like, yo, I did this. Realize after the fact that I fucked up, I'm, I'm going to correct that action. It'd be cool. I appreciate you owning that. Correct it. It's, it's like that in business, friendships, relationships, whatever. Family, that's how I operate. 
I don't want to hear the lip service. You can lie real easy with your mouth. Your actions are a whole different ballgame. So back into the email. I'm currently getting back on my own feet and trying to figure out life by myself. But I'm still making some pretty daring choices that could result in jeopardizing my health. I'm trying to get into therapy to help. I'm letting him feel his pain right now because I know he needs it and trying my best to give him space. But I so badly just want to call him and tell him to come back home. Why? You weren't a priority. Yeah, that doesn't make sense to me. You you sat in your living room crying after he went to bed. Right. Multiple times because your feelings aren't important to him. You want the comfortability back. Is it is that what she wants or is I, she realizing that she actually had a pretty fucking dope life and that the intimacy has that fallen into like a roommate phase and she wasn't getting what she needed? Yeah. Go to Ben. I believe that we could work through this and get it right this time, but I also feel like he's been looking for an out and this was the perfect opportunity. What do you mean looking for an out? Th- that's another thing. That's your feeling of it though. Right, because I mean, he obviously initiated the divorce. Mm-hmm. If that's really what he wanted to do six months ago or six years ago, he would have initiated the divorce. Yeah, It's not like the, the outcome is going to be any different. Unless you had a prenuptial agreement that says if you cheat, you get nothing and you signed it, mm-hmm. the outcome is going to be the same. He's going to owe you alimony. He's going to get fucking taken over the coals in the court system. It's going to be a whole thing. Mm-hmm. So is it that you think he's been wanting an out or he's been waiting for the relationship to get worse to leave you? Or is this another opportunity you... To blame him for everything. Right. It's real easy for us to sit on the opposite side of this email and like mm-hmm. throw all these what if scenarios out there. But a lot of this doesn't make sense. Yeah. Why do you believe that you guys can work through this on his perspective of things? So she says she doesn't feel hurt. She doesn't feel like a priority. Harboring emotions will eventually leak out into reality. If you have been miserable to be around for the last six months because you're feeling this way and you can't communicate your emotions, and on top of now you've cheated on him, he probably doesn't know what reality is. You could have been cheating on him for that whole six months. Yeah. Doesn't matter what the girl said. Doesn't matter what you say. You've been out of whack. You've shown him that you don't know how to communicate your feelings. You've shown him that you will look for the easier out when it comes to... I'm not a priority to him. I'm going to vent to somebody else about it. Specifically another man. I have a huge problem in that and of itself. I don't believe in negatively bitching about your partner to anybody, specifically the opposite gender. Right. Therapist. Therapist. Pastors. Mm-hmm. That's it. I'm going to hit you with something different. In the beginning of that, you said, if you've been six months of being depressed and going through all of that feeling things and that's your reality. Mm-hmm. Do you think that somebody wants to be around somebody for six months who's fucking miserable? No. Right? Like, we all have our own demons to deal with every fucking day. And, like, it's one thing to, like, be around someone for a little while to try to pick them up. But we got to worry about our own shit. So, like, I'm going to be here for a little while, try to cheer you up. And when I realize you're not going to cheer up, I'm going to go about my life. Right. Because you're making that choice at that point. Right. It is a choice. Mm -hmm. Read Choice Theory. Dr. William Glasser. Phenomenal book. But I've always believed it's a choice. You can sit around and feel sorry for yourself or you can you can get get up and we can go do something like mm-hmm. we can start trying to, to actively pull ourselves out of this mess that we're in. I don't want to be around depressed people. If any of my friends were depressed, people that I truly love, I would be there for them for a day or a week. Try to do whatever I can to help them out. And if I realize that my efforts are for naught, I'm not reaching out to them two weeks later. Right. It'll be a mental check in on Facebook. Like, hey, man, how's life? Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, I'm still still depressed. That sucks, dude. 
I'm here if you need me. I'm going to go about my life. Like, right. I'm not going to try to, to cater to that. There are a lot of people who use that mentality for attention. They do. Not, because it, uh, it works. Right. So if, if that was the situation in that household for six months where she was up all night crying and he had no fucking idea and she was just off towards him mm-hmm. and common grounds, a battleground. Of course, that's how things are going to feel. You've created that reality. At what point did he not go? I can tell you're going through it. I know something's wrong with you. Why don't you talk to me about it? At that point, did you talk to him about it? Did you have it out? Or did you go, I just need to figure it out on my own. Nothing. Nothing's wrong. Because if somebody comes to you and goes, look, this, this is not okay. We're not okay. I can tell something's fucking up. Talk to me. And you go, don't worry about it. Nothing. I, I've got it. You've killed that lifeline. You've shown them that you don't give a fuck about them enough to, to let them know what's going on or you're so into you that they don't matter in the moment. And if that's your person, you've created the reality that you get to live in now, especially if you're miserable for the next two or three weeks and then you come to your person. Okay, here's what's really been going on. And then you lay it out and they're like, you couldn't have told me that three weeks ago. We could have gotten through all of this, right? Because now you've made my life hell for the last month instead of this is the two of us. Yeah. It's not just you anymore. Yeah, pull your head out of your ass. Let's go. We got shit to do. There are people who do experience bouts of depression for a month. Yeah. Right? Six years. You. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Can't experience that depression while simultaneously saying, look, I'm really going through it. I don't know what's wrong with me right now, but once I figure it out, I'll let you know. Right. Until then, I, I'm sorry I'm like this. Thank you for being patient. Yeah. But you can also try not to be a depressive mess. Right. Right. Get up. Take a shower. Make sure your hygiene's in order. Go to work. Mm -hmm. Try to watch comedy movies. Go on dates. Still try to be present in your relationship or your marriage. Uh, This is the last of the email. I don't know what to do. I'm lost. I want to save my marriage. I want him. It's always been him and it always will be. What do I do? Contradicts the entire first part of the email. It really does. You wouldn't be my everything if I wasn't yours. It's ebb and flow. Right. It's always been him and it always will be. I say that about you. You're my home. Yeah. If you were pushing me off to the side and, hey, babe, next Friday night, can we go on a date? No, I want to go out with my friends. Okay, but it's been like three months since we've gone out and done something. Can we plan something for Saturday? No, I'm doing something Saturday night. I get the message at that point. I don't know. You're right. It is very contradictory. I would move on. Yeah. I would, I would accept this as a learning lesson, accept my fuck ups in this and note in the future. That's not to hand. That's not the way to handle it. Sometimes 
you or the other person is just meant to be a learning lesson. People come and go. Yeah. I, I don't know. They're married, you know, and I know that they're filing for divorce because she cheated and all of that shit. And like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I believe that you can have a new relationship with the same person if you're willing to do the work. Yeah. But if you were willing to do the work, you would have done it before it got to the point of divorce papers. Right. Yeah. Like what is the Joni Mitchell song? You don't know what you've got until it's gone. Right. Like you, you felt like your husband didn't care about you and you weren't a priority. And then at the end of the email, you're like, he's my world. So which one is it? He doesn't give a fuck about you and you're not a priority and you just worship the ground he walks on and want him back because of it. Like that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. You need to learn to communicate and you need to take responsibility for all this shit. Yeah. Your failure in all of this is that you don't know how to talk to your husband mm-hmm. and that you guys can't have a, a proper back and forth that comes to conflict resolution because once things get resolved and if things are good and intimate and loving, we want to make you, you men want to make women happy. We want, we want to make our partners happy. We want to serve. We want to make sure that you have everything that you need. So in the event that you're happy and life is good, why do you think the lustful courting phase men shower women with gifts? Because we feel good. You guys make us feel like we fucking matter in those moments. You're, you're checking on us every day and you're complimenting our beards and like, you smell good. I like them new shoes. Oh, you notice my shoes, right? Six years into a relationship, Man, today was a long day. Yeah, it was a long day for me too. The kids, blah, 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 blah. Cool, I guess I don't fucking matter then. So much for being able to have a conversation with the person who says that they're supposed to be my teammate in this. Really need a fucking shoulder to cry on on the moment, right? Because every time I bring to you that this is a problem or I'm having this, you come to me with your problems. How about you come to me with your problems and then tomorrow I get to tell you about my problems and you just listen, right? Like there are things that you can do and implement to to just make it so that you have the ability to talk to each other. Sometimes it's not about you, right? Sometimes it's not about them. Sometimes we just need to be able to fucking talk to somebody. And if you can't talk to your person, where are you going? Opposite sex, another person to validate the emotions that you're feeling, to tell you, hey, I would never do that to you. You deserve so much better until you're fucking drunk in a hotel room laying in, in, in another man's arms. Like, I, 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 I'm not like, if you guys have been a fan of the podcast, and listen to this, I have been that person. So I'm not speaking out of my neck. Like I know that despair and the actions that follow, but it's a choice, all of it. It, it, And they're active decisions. And all it takes is that one little bit of feel good when everything else in your life feels like shit for you to gravitate towards that feel good, right? Because nobody wants to feel bad. Mm -hmm. If there was a magic moment that could make everyone feel great all the fucking time, they would do it. But we would then take feeling great for granted and become depressed that everything is good, right? Anyways, I I think that if you really wanted to save your marriage, the best thing that you can do is learn how to, to communicate and not throw shade and not make it about his problems because you had a hand in this. And you can be as mad at him as you want to be when it comes down to it. These were your choices. You were the one that chose to stay up all night and cry instead of talking to your husband. You were the one who chose to, to cheat, right? And, and I'm sure he had his hand in it. I don't think that he's blameless in any of this. But you're not responsible for him. You're responsible for you. Yeah. How about, how about even having that conversation? Because of the things that were going on in the marriage and the way that I was feeling and alone and depressed and not a priority, the moment someone made me a priority, I made the decision to cheat on you. 
right? Because then he knows, like, hey, I could have been giving her a little bit more attention. I should have saw the signs that she was staying up until two o'clock in the morning crying on the couch or at least wasn't coming to bed with me like she used to, right? Like, you both have accountability in this. You both could have read the signs and had the conversations. Mm -hmm. These emails annoy the shit out of me sometimes. Yeah. Let's do one more. We have two hours until we have to meet up with Aunt. All right. This is a short one. Marriage got complicated. It happens. <laughs> I love your content. I have a story I want to share and would love feedback from the both of you. Okay. So my husband works full time. I stay home with our children. We've known each other for 16 years and dated in high school. We've been back together since 2018. Okay, so that's not 16 years. She said they've known each other since 16 years. Oh, we've years. known each other. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And that they dated in high school and okay. then got back together in 2018. Gotcha. We've always been open and honest with each other. And the only times he hasn't been have always been major red flags. High school was cheating. When we first got back together, it was him and his ex tagging each other in some wild crap. Okay, so that's the end of that. When we first got back together, it was him and his ex tagging each other in some wild crap. What are they tagging each other in? Tagging each other probably in like Facebook photos or some shit. Right. I, I don't but know. But is There's... it like Karma Sutra or yeah. are they like... Maybe they had a crazy sex life and they were reminiscent about it. I, I, I don't know. The, because there's no details there. There's right. no way for us to know. It would be all speculative. This is why we ask for details. Definitely need de details. Let, let me ask you this, right? Let's say you and I knew each other in high school, which we okay. didn't, right? We didn't even live in the same area. But it, it, let's say that we knew each other in high school and we dated and I fucked around because young men do stupid shit, right? We do. Mm -hmm. young, young men think with our dicks. Just all there is to it. Um. There are young men out there who definitely are more evolved than, than most, but we'll just say that for the most part, that's pretty common in young men. You knew the cheating happened. You got back together. You guys have lived an entire life apart, not in a relationship where he's been with other people. And then all of a sudden you get back in. Do you think that all those previous relationships are just going to fall off because you guys now have something? Like, hey, we're in a relationship now. The rest of the world's got to go away. That's not how that works. That's earned. Yeah. The deletion of, of social media and the removing of people who make you uncomfortable like that is an earned place, right? It's not just given because you decided you want to have a romantic, intimate relationship with somebody. Mm -hmm. If you courted and things were getting serious during the courting phase and you were like, hey, I don't appreciate you doing those things to, with that person because you and I are now talking like I'm trying to make this last like I see a future with you and I need you to reciprocate that. That's a different conversation than you going, hey, what are you doing tonight? Oh, I don't know. What are you doing? Come over. Yeah. And now all of a sudden you guys have done the, the horizontal tango and you're doing a thing and you expect them to just change their entire life around for you because you guys had sex. That's not how that works. Mm -hmm. There's a difference between having a casual sexual relationship and building your future with somebody. You can't build if you don't have a foundation. So where's the foundation at? Did you take the time to court to do those things? Mm -hmm. Did you give him the opportunity to correct the behavior while he was doing those things? Hey, I noticed that you do this and it kind of bothers me. And here's why it bothers me. I would appreciate it if you, if you slowed the fuck down on that. I'm just going to, this is just who I am. You're going to have to live with it. Cool. You're telling me everything that I need to know. I'm glad that we got this out of the way three months into the relationship. You have a great life. I'm going to go find somebody a little bit more uh, into me. Somebody a little bit more worthy of my, uh, of my, my being here. That's the courting phase. That's why we do those things. Not, Hey, swipe right. What's up, girl? Oh, you got girls that are friends. You can't be friends with them anymore. Oh, you're right. Let me just delete every girl I've ever met. Come on. 
Is he right for tagging people in weird assumptions? Like we're assuming Karma Sutra photos, as you said, um, or like bonded shit. I don't. We don't know. That's all speculative. Right. It could have been past memories. It could have been. Yeah. Could have been a whole lot of things because there's no details. Yeah. They didn't elaborate. Right. But it, I'm willing to bet if you just had the conversation like, hey, this makes me feel a certain way. If he was really caring about you, he'd be like, I won't do that no more because I don't want you to feel that way. Because ultimately, isn't that what it is? Mm-hmm. Trying to, to not have that common ground be a battleground. That's going to be our next T-shirt, guys. Oh, yeah. Why would you want your, your common ground to be a battleground? I'm pretty stoked about that. Yeah. Crazy are the things that we think of sometimes. Back into the email. Yep. Now, as of roughly July slash August of 2023, my husband made friends with a female coworker, and I knew nothing about it till my gut wouldn't leave me alone. And I went through his phone towards the end of September slash beginning of October and found tons of messages between them. I view that as a form of cheating. Uh, I would think that it would matter the messages, right? If they're talking about work or they're talking about a TV show, right? Mutual hobby. But she knew nothing about this woman. I have a problem with that. Yeah. If you had women in your life that I had absolutely no idea about, that would be a big blow up for me. I would not be able to contain my mental illness on that. Yeah. Do you have women in your life I don't know about? No, I don't have anybody in my life that you don't know about. Okay. But that's the, the, the reason that, that I'm, I'm pausing here is because there are a lot of things that happen in my day to day that I don't ever tell you about. Right. And it's not because I don't want to talk to you about them. It's because out of everything that we've got going on, that doesn't matter. Right. So if we hired a new person at the shop and they, they were a game of Thrones diehard mm-hmm. and we could have conspiracy theory conversations about it. Right. This is just a, a for instance, obviously I'm, I don't even really care about game of Thrones anymore, but that was my big nerdum for a long time. Mm-hmm. And that's what the conversations were about. And it was fan theories and we were sending each other fucking, you know, internet crazy, whatever. Mm-hmm. And that was the entire premise of the conversations and I forgot to tell you that the new person that is employed by us is a Game of Thrones fans. And that's literally the only thing that we ever talk about. I could see how that would get overlooked because that doesn't matter to me. That's a, a fandom. It's something that I can relate to a person that I work with. Mm-hmm. It, it's not a big deal. But I also know that like, it, see, that's difficult because our, our work situations are so entwined. Right. You would know anybody new that came into the shop. If they're working in a major corporation and there's 2,000 employees there, is he supposed to tell the person every single time a new woman comes through the department? Like, I think if they exchange phone numbers, it should be a conversation. Yeah, or who, Snapchats yeah, or Instagrams. See, okay, so now that, that creates a different conversation because a phone number is different than a messenger service. Is it? I think so. I think that both are wrong because I think that messenger services are the new text messaging. Mm-hmm. But because of my old age, <laughs> there is an intimacy to a phone number. Mm-hmm. Right. People have a whole lot of access to me through Discord, Patreon, our emails. There there are ways to get in contact with me if somebody really wanted to do it. But the people who have my phone number are very slim. So that's a different conversation. But through messenger services, people become friends with people they work with all the time. Mm-hmm. They're not friends. They're coworkers, And it's ways for people to stalk each other. And, you know, you have those Internet friend or the work friendships until they leave or somebody quits. And then those work friendships die. They're not real friendships. Mm-hmm. They're they're acquaintances. But I see that shit happen all the time, especially in the tattoo industry. People become super close until one of them goes to another shop and they hate each other. Yeah. Or the shit talking starts. I, I don't know. I think I think the how of it matters. I also think that 
if he got super close to this person, that's different than having a single conversation about the same thing repeatedly, right? If she went through his phone and it was all Star Trek. Right. And that was all they talked about. It's a very different conversation than if they were talking about other things. I don't know. Women are fucking sneaky. Yeah. If you had an interest that I was not interested in and a woman slid into your DMs and that was all of your conversations, I would have a problem with that. Why? Because women will take an in whenever they can get one. Hmm. I, I would definitely, that would upset me 100%. If you were having full-fledged conversations three to four times a week and it's been happening for six months and I have no idea this woman exists, I would have a problem with that 100%. What? I, I'm just glad that I'm not in that situation. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't care enough about people for that to be a thing. Yeah. I, I really don't. Like I don't I don't have a lot of friends. I I I think that people are so superficial and self-centered and lacking that like I don't create new bonds with people. It's fucking hard to become my friend. Mm -hmm. It's hard to become anything to me. It it just is because I, I, I believe everyone has an ulterior motive. And like I don't trust people. So like I I don't know, I'm kind of a dick. Yeah. I don't need new friends. Like I don't, I don't know. And I don't really have a whole lot of thing in common with women. So like, even in that, like when people are like, Oh, he's a misogynist. Eh, I kind of am. I don't like women. I don't have anything in common with you guys. Ooh, girl, your hair and nails. I don't give a fuck. I don't know what to tell you. Mm -hmm. This new chicken Alfredo sauce. I don't cook. My, <laughs> my wife does that. I don't know what to tell you. You, yeah. you want to share recipes. She makes the world's greatest mashed potatoes. Hit her up. And I don't want to talk to you. Do you really think that? I love your mashed potatoes. Thank you. Somebody on Patreon actually asked for those, uh, your recipe for mashed potatoes. So you might have to do a cooking video of that. Okay. I, I don't, I, I just don't, I don't get it. I, so this, this comes down to, and if he's hiding it mm -hmm. because he is, that's a problem, right? Okay. Okay. Let, let's do this. Um, Jamie and Sonia who live in Cape Coral are clients of the tattoo studios that I, I silently cheerlead for Okay. hard. Jamie, Jamie and Sonia are car people, right? And anytime she gets a new Mercedes in the dealership, she sends me a picture of it. Got this new AMG, whatever, mm -hmm. right? Got the Roadster in because she knows that there are cars that I will probably buy. And it's a car sale. It's something that the four of us have in common. Um, we've actually read some of text messages from Jamie on the podcast. So we have that somewhat rapport. I'm not talking to Sonia on a regular basis. What was I talking about before all of that just happened? We've read text messages from them on the podcast. Right, read text messages from Jamie on the podcast. And like there is that back and forth. In the event that that went anything further with Sonia to me other than like the random car thing or, hey, we just bought this new house, check this out, right? Mm -hmm. I, there would be if, like in the event that there was like engaging conversations and I was getting excited about their life, I would tell you about it. Because I, I would either be wanting to go down there and hang out with them or trying to cheerlead them, something relevant. But those those conversations are so few and far between that when I get those messages from her or from him, I don't go, hey, I just got a message from so-and-so about a car because it's not really relevant. Right. It, it doesn't dictate or change our life in any way, shape, or form. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that in the event that I'll go back to the Star Trek analogy. I was a big Star Trek person and so was she and a new Star Trek movie was coming out and we were talking about it and you were not a Trekkie. Would that be a problem? Because Jamie is a friend of mine. Like, Okay, I'm confused. You mean Jamie or his wife? His wife. If she was a Trekkie and I was a Trekkie, I'm not. I don't like Star Trek. Right. 
but Jamie is my friend. Right. But if we were both super into Star Trek mm-hmm. and a new movie was coming out and she wanted to talk to me about the movie, did you right. see that new trailer, blah, 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 and we had a back and forth for a week about right. it. Right. And then it ended. Would that be a problem? No, that w- I know about her. Okay. That would not be a problem. So then the issue is that that he didn't tell her about the new girl that he's talking to. Right. If you came to me <clears> and was like, hey, I met <clears> this chick at the tattoo shop and she was really into, yeah, even then I would have a problem with that. You shouldn't be exchanging anything with any random strange woman. Oh, I would have a problem with that, yeah. Okay, that's what I was getting at. That's just, I feel like that's that's marketing. You're marketing yourself. So are you thinking that, do you think that men and women shouldn't have relationships? Like men and women should not be friends if, if, if they're in a relationship or married? I think if a dude wants to have a female friend that he met randomly somewhere, that the girlfriend or the wife needs to be introduced immediately. And that has to be established of, if we're hanging out together, my wife is going to be with me. We're never hanging out one-on-one. And... I mean, privately, there would have to be conversations between the couple of, I'm expecting you to shut down inappropriate conversations. Right. So what if it was never an intent of hanging out? What if it was just about Star Trek? So, okay, so I'm, I'm, I'm only playing devil's advocate, mm-hmm. right? Because I know that this isn't going to be a thing for us, so this isn't something that I have to worry about. Because, right. I, Anyways, so in the event that I was at the shop, and well, Game of Thrones it because that was my nerdum. Yeah. Somebody was getting a House Stark tattoo, and I was like, yo, that's dope. And we started talking about, Arya Stark and what the way she was in the book versus the show. And we have this long drawn out fan theory Mm -hmm. and we have these alternate world conversations that take like two hours. And then I'm like two weeks later, I get a a Facebook friend invite from said person. Right. Mm -hmm. And I accept it. And they're like, yo, did you see this? And they send me a link to this thing. And I'm like, I'm married. So this is just going to be a game of Thrones conversation. I'm not going across any other lines with you. Just know that like up front. Mm -hmm. And then I came to him and was like, Hey, Met somebody at the tattoo shop two weeks ago. They were getting a House Stark tattoo. We had a conversation about Arya Stark and fan theories. Two weeks later, they sent me an invite on Facebook. This is what they sent me. I'm about to fucking deep dive this nerd shit, and mm-hmm. I'm going to nerd hard. So if I'm on my phone, that's why. I've told them about you. You Everybody knows everything now. Mm-hmm. Is that a problem? Um, <clears throat> Logically, no. I am going to. It will fuck me up internally. A hundred percent it will. Because I know women. I do not believe that. I just don't believe that all conversations will be Game of Thrones. I don't believe that at all. At some point, a woman will start to try to vent. Well, what if, what if, okay, so, and I believe that it won't just stay Game of Thrones either. I believe that the conversation would evolve because a relationship would be founded on that nerdum. Yeah. And it could, could go into video games. It could Mm -hmm. go into new movies. It could go into a lot of things. Right. Friendships are normally created over a, a common interest, common interest. Right. It's like that for everyone because Mm -hmm. that's what you start talking to people about. Yeah. Um, so that falls back on my original conversation or my original question. Do you think that men and women should not be friends if, uh, with the opposite sex if they're in a relationship? Yes. Okay. I don't have male friends. I, I, right. I mean, I have two. So <laughs> I, I don't accept new friend requests from random men. I don't entertain conversations privately on Discord with random men. That's not going to happen because I am not going to put myself in a position to be accused of anything. Right. I'm, I'm just not willing to do that. Anybody is capable of cheating. I agree. Anybody is capable of cheating. I think under the right circumstances, anybody would. Yeah. I don't care how moral high ground they think they are. Mm -hmm. 
under the right circumstances, something could happen and they would break their own their own thought of who they are as a person. Yeah. And I'm willing to bet that a lot of people have cheated and don't realize that they cheated because it wasn't physical. Right. Right. Yeah. A whole different conversation, though. I'm glad that you don't entertain other men and your DMs and shit. Yeah. There's a security in that for me because I don't do I don't do that shit either. Like there are people that I've known for a long time that I will talk to at random. Right. But it's like a check this out. Mm hmm. Do you hear about this? It's not, I don't have ongoing dialogue with people. Right. Jordan, Jordan gets more of me than anyone I, I have in my life besides you. Yeah. Because I will intentionally message him and like, hey man, how's it going? How's your foot? Like mm -hmm. I am, I am actively pursuing that friendship. Same thing with Brandon. Mm -hmm. Um, <laughs> never thought I would say that right. Right. Uh, but I am actively, dude, the stupid conversations that me and your ex have. <laughs> oh my fucking God. It's fun though, yeah. right? Because it's stupid boy conversations that mm -hmm. allows me to be a 15-year-old again. Anyways, that's a whole different conversation. But I am pursuing those friendships. And I will pursue those friendships even if they're not reciprocating that because that friendship means something to me. Mm -hmm. And people will be like, well, if they don't respond back, it's not a friendship. Maybe they're busy. Or maybe they don't think about it. And when they do think about you, they're fucking doing something else or they're in bed and they mm -hmm. don't want to blow up your shit, whatever. If they're they responding they to you, send. right. If they are choosing to respond to you, they, they are actually communicating with you, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm one of those people that will, I will fight for a friendship until I feel like it's just not yeah. a friendship anymore. But I'm not doing that with other people. All of my other conversations, Dakota messages me five or six times a week and he gets responses. Mm -hmm. I rarely will message him out of the blue because I don't have time to maintain 10 friendships. Right. So, it, you know, and if Dakota lived closer, if he It'd was in town, it would be a totally different ball game. Mm -hmm. It would be every other night. Hey, what are you and Tasha doing? Let's go to dinner. Like, yeah. let's go to the park. Let's go shoot guns. Let's go ride the bikes. Do something, you know, that's a very different scenario because you're here. Right. So um, I, I think it, it is important to recognize that neither one of us do those things. And I think that it, it creates an intimacy between us. Mm -hmm. Because if there is something going on, we're not going to other people about it. Right. Even the boy shit that like the business shit that I get frustrated that I can go to Jordan about, I come to you about. Mm -hmm. The finance thing, even though I know sometimes it's just going to stress you out because of the amount of money that's being moved around. I could tell other people about it. I tell you. I could tell John Hogan about it and get advice, sound advice. I don't do that. Mm -hmm. So like it, it really does come down to making sure that your person is the priority over everything else. Yeah. And I think mm -hmm. that people forget that because you get to the point where you don't have anything to talk about anymore. Things aren't new, right? It's not exciting. You're not laughing at each other's jokes because you've heard them all. You've heard all the stories. You know the life lessons. Like That's why you grow. Right, right. And you get new hobbies. And, and you find new jokes. Right, which is why we've now created a new segment, the Triple R. The Triple R. We, when we did it, we didn't realize that we already had ruminations and right. revelations. <laughs> And now we have reviews, uh, reviews, relations, and recreations. You nailed that. So that we can actually have conversations about hobbies and dates and how that can affect your relationship while mm -hmm. reviewing the products that we're, we're doing. But that's, yeah. that's not really relevant. I just figured I'd plug something while we were talking about it. Yeah. Um, I want to add on to your conversation. I'm not delusional. I may not be everybody's cup of tea, but a lot of men find me attractive. Oh, yeah. I, I'm aware. I see it on Instagram and TikTok constantly. A lot of men find me funny and they, they appreciate the fact that I serve you and they want that in another woman. So I don't know. I, I know nine times out of 10 when a man reaches out to me, it's because he's attracted to me. Yeah. And I'm not building a relationship based off of you being attracted to me. That in and of itself 
I feel is a betrayal to you. I could see that. I'm good on that. I, I also take a lot of pride in the fact that I can be a safe place for you. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of men stress about that shit. They just have to accept that their girl's going to post on Instagram or show off everything on Facebook because girl power and she, she should feel like she is desired. Bro, why is she not feeling desired by you? Whether that be your own actions or mental illness on her end or trauma on her end, whatever the case may be. You can save that because that's going to be the question at the end of the podcast. Okay. That dips into that. So let's save, save those okay. thoughts, babe. <laughs> I'm glad that you appreciate that I do that. Um, it's a sense of security in it. It's just one less thing that I have to worry about. Yeah. If, if you were on your phone constantly and it was angled in a way that I couldn't see it, mm -hmm. I, I would start to feel suspicious, right? Because it's not who you are. It's right. not how we are. It's not how we are. I don't hide my phone from you. You have my phone in your hand a lot more than anyone that I've ever been with. Really? I don't care. I, I don't mm -hmm. like It's just, I mean, and let's be honest when, when you have that, like that fear of them having your phone is because you're doing foul shit. Yeah. And I, I've done foul shit. So. I used to have that anxiety of only hold my phone for three seconds. I'm right. waiting on a text message. Right. Right. That's just proof that people can change though. Yeah. I could never imagine contributing to the downfall of our empire. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's nice to have what we have, but all of this could be taken away and we could just build something new. No, I mean like our marriage oh, and everything. Okay. We said empire, so. I, I, li I like to think that our marriage is an empire. It's yeah. Put a lot of work into this. and okay. I agree. It is a lot of work. It is a lot of work. It's worth it. You know, you, you reap the rewards of your work. Mm -hmm. You work because you want a desired outcome, yeah. whether it's a paycheck or a happy date night. Like, you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. I agree that it's work. I will take whatever constructive criticism, no matter how much it hurts my feelings to make sure that I'm better for you tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's our growth, though. It's because we're putting the relationship above our individual needs. Right. Back into the email. She was the only coworker he had on a Snapchat for... And the only one I hadn't heard about. Snapchats for cheaters. I, I believe that 100%. Yep. I use it to keep my family updated on photos. You have Facebook. You have a text message. Right. Your family's got your phone number. There's shared photo albums. Yep. There's apps to download that everybody can see. It's. I asked why he hit it. And he said, I figured you would think I was up to something. So completely minimizing all my healing and growth up to this point. I later found wait, out. Wait, wait, wait. Is, is he minimized? Okay. okay. So we know I later found out. So we know that there's more to that. But is he actually, and when people say that, are they actually minimizing you? Or are they telling you how you've made them feel in the past and you're choosing to take it a different way? Right? Because he was very direct with what he said. I figured you would, you would feel a certain way about it or whatever. I figured you would think I was up to something. Right. So, but he was. Mm -hmm. he, he was up to something. Right. So there's a guilt in that. I'm not taking that away. But is there a possibility that in the past you've seen him talking to another girl on Facebook and blew your shit, like, you know, blew a gasket over it mm -hmm. because you didn't know about the situation and he didn't learn from his behavior and he knew that it was going to create a problem. So was he just being honest? Right. And then you turned it into something that it wasn't, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. It's important to, to own that shit. Like I, in the past, I have done X, Y, and Z. And because I've done X, Y, and Z, of course he's going to feel like I'm going to do that again. However, I have done the growth. Mm -hmm. I just wish he would mm -hmm. see it. Right. That's right. a very different conversation than just minimizing all my growth and work because yeah. you just went from actually being a victim to a victim mindset. Mm -hmm. Right. OK. Back into the email. I later found out he lied about her dad living with her. 
She's bi, not lesbian. I do not think he would cheat, but I feel like their relationship is highly inappropriate. Why? She went trick-or-treating with him and my daughter while I was in the hospital following surgery that I almost went septic from. And I didn't know till after because he knew I'd be mad. Okay, so you just... Okay. So, this is assuming that maybe she had a child before him because she said my child. Okay. So go into what you're saying. You just turned something that happened into a... You just victim mentality, that entire conversation. Mm Mm-hmm. You being sick and in the hospital and septic has nothing to do with the fact that he went trick-or-treating with that person. This was not done to you. Right. You were unavailable. The kid wanted to go trick-or-treating, and he took the chick. That that sentence could have ended while I was in the hospital. I didn't even need to say that. Period. They went trick-or-treating together. Mm. I didn't go. The fact that you were in the hospital and that you were sick and had septus is not part of the conversation. You are, you are trying to make us have a negative negativity bias towards him because you were hurt that that happened while you were going through that. Those two things don't correlate. I, I would think her being in the hospital does correlate because if she could have gone trick-or-treating, he wouldn't have invited her. Right, but do you think he went, well, she's almost septic in the hospital. Well, I'm going to go ahead and just go get a girl to come in with me and the kid to go do the trick-or-treat thing because how dare her get septic? No, I think it definitely he saw it as an opportunity to spend quality time with her. That. Mm-hmm. But it had nothing to do with her being septic. Right. Because she could have been at church yeah. not celebrating Halloween and he mm-hmm. would have had the same action. Oh, I agree. That hospital thing had nothing to do with the decision that he made unless he did it because she got sick and he was salty about it. Right? Because that's a... Cause and effect. Right. <clears throat> that's what I'm talking about. Okay. I get that. I, I think her being in the hospital is still... Because I would ask why. Why weren't you trick-or-treating? Why didn't you go with them? That doesn't make sense to me. You stayed home by yourself. No, I was in the hospital. Okay, well, that makes sense as to why you're not there. I agree that doesn't... Has no relation to him bringing her because she was almost septic in the hospital. I do view it as he saw it as an opportunity. Right. People are going to take that conversation, though, and be like, how dare him? He's you? such a piece of shit. Oh, right. Yeah, because it adds that negativity bias, like right. you said. The woe is me. People people want to put an emphasis on me, mm-hmm. right? Me, 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 me. Could it be that he, like you said, he saw an opportunity and he took it? It could have been any opportunity for him to have spent time with that woman, and he did. Here's another question. Do you think that he brought your kid around, this other woman, if he was doing something foul? Do you think that your kid would have loyalty to this new chick and to him over you? Depending on how old the child was, he might have thought that it would never have come up. Okay. If that child's not able to comprehend what's happening, oh, this is just one of my friends. Yeah. Daddy brought a friend. Yeah. Okay. He might have thought like he could get away with it. Maybe. There are people that do that. There are people who will bring their children to cheat. Yeah. People are wild. Mm -hmm. How could you do this to me? I didn't do it to you. I did it for me. Mm -hmm. You were not an equation. You were not thought. You were not even considered... You were not an afterthought. There was not a, I'm doing you dirty. You were not in the forefront of my brain at all in any fashion when I did X, Y, Z. So it wasn't about you. It has nothing to do with you. These are my choices, my actions, and you just happen to to be hurt by the blowback of it. I think that would hurt me more than the actual actions being done. Yeah. That's what's happening, though. That is. It 100% is. And that would be my focus of the conversation. Why am I not in the forefront of your mind you're on you're fucking 
every single morning I wake up and I'm like, how's my husband doing? Where's my husband at? It, I, I don't know. There is a loyalty to you that I have never experienced before in my life. Hmm. What? Just wild to hear. Do you not experience that? Or? No, I, we've had this conversation at length. Our, 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 the bond between you and I, I was going to mm-hmm. say relationship, the bond between you and I is unlike anything I've ever experienced. Yeah. It's one thing to feel it. It's another to hear it from somebody else's perspective. To get that they're going through the right. same thing. Okay. I asked because I, the elaboration, I suppose. Yeah. I guess I should have just said elaborate on that instead yeah. of imposing a question about feelings. I'm sorry I did that. Noted though. <laughs> that was so easy. Yeah, yeah, so it is easy. She would come to his strike shifts and spend the entire shift with him. What is a strike shift? I have no idea what okay. that is. Okay. All right. Do you want to Google it nope. real quick? I just strike shift. I'm going to assume like a really long shift. Or like, maybe he was on strike and still outside doing something and oh, she just maybe. happened to be there. I don't yeah. know. Picketing. She would come to his strike shifts, meaning multiple though. Okay. And spend the entire shift with him, which I would have a problem with. Yeah, there's something going on there. Right. It's not just a friendship. That's it's yeah. it's gone beyond that. There's a relationship there. Whether it's intimate or not or two different things, but there's definitely a relationship there. That takes it outside of the Game of Thrones interest right. hobby conversation. Right. A hundred percent. Well, see, and that's why I asked that question earlier, because I can have a conversation with somebody on Facebook. Right. It, either on Messenger or publicly. Mm-hmm. If I if okay, let's how about that then? Okay. New coworker at the job. You, they add you on Facebook and you have a, a, a link posted to your page pr- publicly. Mm-hmm. Check out this new movie. They shared it, right? Because they saw it on their feed. Right. Shared a feed. Shared it to a friend, whatever. And then in the comments, there's 200 fucking comments between the two people. Mm-hmm. Is that a problem? No. Is that any different than it going to a messenger? Yes. Why? Because messenger is private. So then it comes down to a lack of trust. Um... Lack of, I, I think I would say lack of trust. And there's also intention behind that. A private direct message is, I want this to betwe- be between us. This is going to be nobody else's eyes. I don't know. There's a different intent behind that. Okay. I think it's more respectful to do it publicly on a Facebook page to have that back and forth. I think that if people are trying to get over cheating, that's definitely the way to do it. Yeah. I only ask because... Sean and I do all of our messaging. It's all messaging. Anytime we see something we like, we send it to each other on a messenger. Right, but you're not interested in Sean. I know, but right. the, the point is is that there can be that friendship there. Just because it's not public doesn't mean that there is nefarious intent. I was just asking if, if right. you saw it differently. I'm not trying to argue the point. I was interested in your opinion or your view, and you gave it. Yeah. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I was just trying to understand your, your thought process behind all of it. I think that men and women also get different things from the opposite gender. I agree. I, I don't believe that there is a single f- male-female friendship out there right now. If you were to call them up out of the blue, be like, hey, you want to Netflix and chill? They're going to take that opportunity. Yeah. They're going to take that opportunity to see where things go. A hundred percent. A straight male and female. Yeah, single. Single, yes. Even then, doesn't have to be single. There are women out there who pride themselves on the fact that they can get a married husband. Right, but you said any right. male-female relationship would take that opportunity to Netflix mm-hmm. and chill. I don't believe that. Why? Because I know women who it, that could message me and be like, you want to hang out and, and do things like that. And, and no, no, I don't. Right, even, but that's them even, taking Even if their I shot. was single, that wouldn't be a thing. Right, but either end, there's that intent there. Right. So them asking you that is them shooting their shot in the right. hopes. I agree with that. That 
I do believe that in most scenarios that men are close to women because they, they're waiting for their opportunity. A hundred percent. But there's a difference between being casual with somebody and being like up their ass. Mm-hmm. Difference between having nerdum conversations about, you know, mm-hmm. whatever it is that you're into and going out for fucking cheeseburgers and shakes. You know what I mean? Like it's a very different scenario to me. It depends. It doesn't because having a conversation on social media right. is very different to just have a casual conversation than it is to be a friend with somebody. Like you're not developing a relationship. It's different. Like I can have conversations with people and not develop a relationship with them. There are people who long distance have never met in person and that's their relationship and they're in right, love. But and that's their intent. Right. So your intent may be just a Game of Thrones conversation. Her intent might be. Might be. Right. But that could be her intent mm-hmm. of this will be my end. This will loosen him up. And then I can start asking him the real deep questions. And yeah. men do that shit, too. I'm not saying I disagree yeah. with you. I'm not arguing the point. I was just I trying know. to get your opinion so that I could see your point of view on things. That's it. I know. I'm still just sharing my point of view. I'm not trying to argue. Do you feel like I'm trying to argue? No, okay. I just I feel like we're beating the dead horse at this point. I was just trying to see if there was like a, a different like that whole thing even came up because I was curious if it was different from public to private. Well, and, we've and had conversations yes. that that's different and you've agreed about that. I, I, what do you mean? We've had multiple conversations like that on the podcast where there is a hundred percent of difference between public and private. But we're not talking about asking about kids and like, this was a very specific conversation. I don't see why the topic would change that. If we're having a conversation and you're like, do you think it's inappropriate that, that men and women are private messaging each other as a blanket statement? Yes. Yes, I do. Right. But that's a blanket statement. That's very black and white. There are gray areas. Mm-hmm. If somebody is, is married, if both parties are married and something happens to the husband and the wife reaches out to the other, the other guy who's the husband's friend and says, hey, he's having his gallbladder removed. He's in the hospital. Is that inappropriate? No. Right. And that's a private message. So right. it's, there's a gray area. So I'm not saying that that you can't ever message somebody of the opposite sex. Mm-hmm. I won't. That's a de- definite. I'm not saying that. I'm right. trying to understand because the, the conversation and the why of the, the situation matters. So, yes, I do agree as a blanket statement that it is inappropriate to be mm-hmm. messaging people who are married if you are of the opposite sex. However, the intent behind the conversation matters. Okay. And if two people have a fandom, if there's a new video game coming out and everybody plays that same video game and you reached a new level that you have never seen before and you send screenshots of that or photos of it and there's a private message had about that, I don't see anything wrong with that. Mm-hmm. It, the, the context of the conversation matters, which is why I was asking because we were speaking specifically on nerdums. Okay. Well, I agree with all of that. That's why I was just trying to get your thoughts, trying to make sure that we, how am I going to learn these things about you? If we don't have the conversation. Right, until it happens Mm -hmm. and then somebody's in trouble because it didn't happen the way that we perceived it supposed to be playing out. So we've said a lot that this podcast helps us with our relationship because now we're not going to have these problems. Right. We just work through an hour of somebody else's bullshit. It's nice. And and I don't feel like I'm in trouble for doing something wrong. So it's a fucking win for me. (laughs) But that's, that was why I kept asking all those questions. And well, that's why I kept asking mine as well, because why are you asking all them questions. Asking all them questions. (laughs) (laughs) That was my ringtone for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Assuming. Back into the email. 
He went back to her house after a strike shift ended at midnight and stayed until 3 to 4 a.m. Yeah, they're fucking. He gave her a PS4 that was meant to be for one of our two kids. They're fucking. So she could game with him. They're fucking. My love of stuffed animals is stupid. Hers is cool. He tried to buy her a crystal necklace because she likes crystals. Mind you, so do I, but he's never tried to buy me one. She bought our new fridge for him to pay back for her whatever. She's constantly buys him stuff for work. She is constantly buying him stuff for work. I don't... All of that is inappropriate. All of it, 100%. They're fucking. That would be my mindset. There is not any circumstance for a married person to be staying at somebody else's house that's of the opposite sex, even if y'all are gay. That you should not be staying at somebody's house who is single, leaving your married spouse at home alone by themselves in your marital bed. No circumstances, huh? <laughs> what are you about to hit me with? It's be a long fucking podcast. <laughs> Even if that chick is about to off herself. Okay. We're going together. You're not going by yourself. Right, but that's not... <laughs> you're going to hate me by the time we're done with this. What? Uh, you're already just posturing over there. You said well, even, you're laughing. Yeah, like, because, I feel like I'm a butt of a joke right now. No, it's I'm laughing because of everything that it has nothing to do with you. Why do you feel like okay. a butt of a joke? Why do you feel like you're a butt of a joke? Because you're something? laughing. You're like you're about to get so mad at me, and like I just said my opinion, and you're laughing. And I'm, I don't know. I'm laughing because for the last hour I've hit you with scenario after scenario after scenario of what if, what if, what if, what if, what if, what if. Okay, it's annoying. I know I'm it's not annoying annoyed because by when that people do that shit to me, I'm like, dude, stop. I like it. It's engaging and you're making me think. So I'm laughing because I'm about to do it again. It has okay. nothing to do with you. You're not a... Why would you feel that way? Have I ever made you the butt of a joke? No. I don't like that. No, I, I didn't like it either. <laughs> That's why I said it. You said that under no circumstances, even if they're gay, if they're single, should you be of the opposite sex staying over there? I, I There are circumstances where that makes that okay. What if... Nope. I'm going to concede. I'm sorry. You look salty about it. I'm not salty about it. I just, there were, but I'm going to concede. You win that one. I'm not going to continue to to try to give you scenarios because you've been able to rebuttal all the ones that I've given you. And I'm going to cut all that out because you guys don't need to hear another 20 minutes of us doing that. But she, she won that one. (laughs) Even the hospital scenario, you won because you were like, I would just stay at the hospital with you. So you're right. You you got that one. I'm not going to push on it. Well, it wasn't about me winning. I know. If you lose, we both lose. So this isn't a win lose. Well, I guess I'm conceding. Wait, you're making it a win lose. I know, because I was trying to have one over on me. Uh, show you that there's gray areas in everything. I agree that the the world is not black or white. It's there's color in everything. There are just some things that I do believe are black and white. I would have a problem with a woman buying you things all the time. That would be an issue for me. I get that people are gift givers and that's how they express their love for somebody, right? Like, but if a woman's going out of her way to buy you something every single week and she's not giving that attention to anybody else in the workplace, I'm gonna have a problem with that. Yeah, I agree. I would imagine as a man, if I were a man, I would be embarrassed by the fact that my female coworker had to buy a fridge for my house. Agree. I I would not accept that. Back into the email. My birthday plans got ruined by my daughter ending up in the hospital. He wasn't supposed to talk to her for my birthday. And he was talking to her 75% of the time that they were at the hospital because I couldn't stay. 
and she got updated before me some of the time. See what she did there with the hospital thing again? Yeah, I'm also confused because either these your children or are they our children. Like, did you have kids before him or do you have kids together? She also made the hospital thing a, a victim mentality too. She got updated before me. I understand that's a problem, but if I'm having a conversation, if, if you and I were texting mm-hmm. and something happened with my dad and I needed to tell my mom, but you or I are currently in a text message and I'm already texting you, I'm going to finish that text message before I tell my mom what's going on. And if I was talking to my mom and something happened that you needed to know about the kids and I'm already in the text message with my mom, that 15 seconds that it's going to take for me to finish that text message before I text you, is that going to somehow make the universe implode? Well, also, what are the chances of you being in the middle of a text message bullshitting and then going, oh, something's happening with our kid. She's in VFib. Right. Well, you just, you just told her. You just told that person before your, your person that they're in VFib. Right, but why would that have to be a part of the conversation? Like, why does that person have to know that? Because if you're in the hospital, you're already telling people what's going on. If you were in the hospital, if 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 little man was in the hospital mm-hmm. and we were sitting in there and I was texting my mom and you went to the bathroom and they came in and, and told me like, hey, okay, this is what happened. He broke his tibia. Right. And I was texting my mom. Okay, so we got the information from little man. His tibia is broken. And you came out of the bathroom and I was like, okay, we know what happened. His tibia is broken. Right. Am I wrong for telling my mom that his tibia was broken while you were taking a shit? No. I would say you're wrong, though, if you're having inappropriate relationships with a woman and you tell her about our child before you tell me. It's not what I'm... But that's the email. That's not the conversation that I'm having. I understand that 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 relationship is inappropriate. Yeah. The victim mentality of my kid was in the hospital and this person found out before I did. Mm -hmm. All of that information is to create a negativity bias towards him for what's going on. Is it I, towards him or towards her? Whoever. Whoever. And then throwing in, well, they found out before I did. The, the, the relationship is the problem. Mm-hmm. There's inappropriate shit happening. What he's doing is wrong. I'm not saying that what he's doing is not wrong. But I'm saying that throwing shade because of hospital stays and because you're not getting the information first, there are scenarios where like, that's okay. It's, right. Yeah, there are. I would. That's not something that would bother me. I guess it's really just what it comes down to. I understand her point. I get what she's doing. I understand why she feels the way she feels. I'm not negating that. I simply think that she's putting emphasis on things that are not relevant to the email. It's simply showing that she's hurt and playing the victim in certain things. Okay. That's it. So. I understand that. I think that it's just more shit, right? Yeah. It, that's all it is. It's just more shit. She's already hurt. She's hurting. She already doesn't feel like a priority. Right. There's a whole lot of problems going on there. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm not saying that. She, I, I think that there's just parts of the emails that that's not relevant to what's going on. I, it's really what it gets, comes down to. Yeah. And, and I think that people want to want to make other people take their side. And that's why we say things like that. Because if we're, we're supposed to be like a neutral, neutral thing, right? But if you say something to us, it's going to make us feel a certain way about that person. Of course, we're going to take your side because how dare them, right? Well, how dare them, if that's the case, like he's already doing a bunch of foul shit. We don't need all that extra salt. Like the, it's seasoned enough. I get right. it. I see what's going on. Had another thought. That guy and that girl have a relationship, right? So regardless of whether or not the relationship is wrong, or appropriate. It, or appropriate. It's still a relationship. They tell each other a whole bunch of shit. 
So if she knows he's in the hospital and knows about the kid and knows what's going on and they're already having the conversation and they are already text messaging, of course she's going to hear about it first because they are constantly in communication. They went trick-or-treating together. I bet she's emotionally involved in the child too. Right. Because there's a relationship there. She right. bought you a fridge for your house. You think that she's not like caught up in all of this? She fucking is. Mm-hmm. Like let's let's look at this whole picture, not just at one aspect of it from your hurt perspective. There, there's, there is a relationship there. Mm-hmm. Things in like this is not happening to her. This it's is happening, happening in spite her. of her. Yeah. Right. Okay. That should have, that probably should have been what I said in the beginning to just make all of that coherent mm-hmm. because she's taking it very personal and I, I can understand why her feelings are hurt, Right. but he's doing what he's doing regardless of how she feels. It's not about her. It's about what he wants and who he's doing it with. And it sucks to be in her standpoint. Like that sucks for her. Yeah. She bought him a Manscaped lawnmower 4.0 and boxers for Christmas. Wow. He bought her a gift, but not me. He calls her as soon as he leaves in the morning and has to say goodnight to her every night. Yeah, they're, they're in a relationship. This isn't cheating. He's in a relationship with her at this point. He jumps to cook when she's here, but not just for me. I'm, are you really going to just skip over the whole manscaping and boxers thing? You don't buy underwear for somebody that you're not intimate with, right? That's like men don't buy women perfume that they're not sleeping with. Like that's an inappropriate gift. Underwear are inappropriate gifts. You don't do that. Like you buy that for your kid and your spouse. That's as far as that goes. Underwear are intimates. Mm -hmm. They have a relationship. He's having an affair. Right. And even if they're not fucking. They're emotionally involved. They are emotionally attached. The calling every single morning and having to say goodnight. Mm -hmm. That's a big deal to me. Yeah. Like, I made it a point to tell you, like, hey, in the mornings, I know you're not super talkative or anything, but can you give me a kiss just so I know that you woke up with me on your mind? Right. And you don't always get a kiss. Sometimes you get a booty grab. Yeah. Sometimes it's a hair tassel and a little. It's okay to have cake for breakfast sometimes. By the ocean. Hey. (laughs) And then at night, even after I've passed out on your chest and you tap me. Still a kiss goodnight. Uh, yeah, still a kiss goodnight. My eyes are closed. Like I am, I know where your mouth is right. from my laying position on your chest. I don't even have to look at you at this point. And it's not a habitual thing. I could roll over and go back to bed. It is a, all right, I'm ending the night with you. Oh, fuck me. I love you so much. It's stupid. I couldn't imagine being in her position. Yeah. Would you take it the same way she did? Would you take it all as a slight against you? No, I would take it as, what did I do? Like, how did we see, get here? See, and that's how I would take it, right? That's how I would take that. And I don't know if it's because I've been on in his shoes or if it's because of the life experience that I've lived, but I believe that my my reality is a reaction of my choices. Right, like... I don't believe that, that people just do things to you, right? And, and, and here's a simple... Simple fucking explanation for that. She could have left. The moment she felt things weren't going right, she could have been like, look, I'm not okay with what you're doing. I have more self-worth. I'm leaving. You've showed him what you're willing to tolerate. Right. Right. And now she's in a really shitty situation and life is happening in spite of her. Yeah. That sucks. And I'm not saying that it's her fault, but she could have left. So this is not throwing blame. This is saying that she had options and she could have done something differently to get a different outcome. And I'm going to get shit on for that because everybody wants to say all you're doing is placing blame on, on the, the victim. I'm not. 
I'm saying take accountability and be like, hey, my life is mine. Yeah, I'm not going to tolerate this. Right. Right. My outcome is my outcome. The result of, of hard work and preparation, right? Everything that I've got in my life is the decisions that I have fucking made. Good or bad. You want to take accountability for the wins. Yeah, I did that shit. But when things don't go your way, you don't want to take the reason for the L. I wasn't, I did I dropped the F-bomb too many times in that interview. I gave a limp dick handshake, right? It could be, I didn't give my woman enough attention, like the first emailer, and now she's in a hotel room drunk fucking another dude. Like, there are things that could have been done. Even if it was a fucking conversation, I could have talked to my person. You could have done something. Yeah. I think that's going to be the last time I ever address that. And at this point, I don't think that people who don't get it are going to get it. So. Oh, I agree. Yep. The email ends with, he still hasn't put our kids' beds together, moved into our new house two months ago, but hung up a TV for her and set it up. Wait, are they living together? Oh, no, he went to her house and probably yeah. did that. Okay. Always wants her here when I need him to do chores. Am I crazy or do you see something wrong here? Yeah, I see a lot wrong here, but they're in a relationship. Oh, yeah, they're full-fledged. I bet that good night text has an I love you in it. Yeah, it could. It very well could. And even if it doesn't, there could be a different phrase or emojis, some kind of secret thing that they've discussed. Yeah. Let's be realistic, though. What's keeping him from leaving you? Right. Is it the kid? Is he afraid he's not going to see his kid anymore? Because if that's the case, maybe he's been like, look, I really want to be with you. But if I leave her, she's going to take my kid from me. Right. So now this this new chick is a fucking mistress side chick. Like she's in a full blown relationship with him treating him like a relationship just so that he doesn't have to go through the heartbreak of his kid. Right? Like there's a whole lot here, mm -hmm. a whole lot fucking here. We have made separation in this country. So fucking difficult when there are kids and marriage involved that the consequences for leaving has become greater than the consequences of cheating or infidelity. It's become easier to lie than it is to tell the truth. Yeah. Like we have done that. As a society, we have done that. It's almost like it has been set up. Oh, my God. Okay, this is a complete hypothetical. This is my brain on the crazy train. It's almost like it has been set up to favor women to keep men entrapped in shitty relationships so they don't have to work on themselves. The, the women's movement started with we wanted the right to vote. We want to be able to do the things that men can do. And now it has turned into, I am going to get my happiness by whatever means because I matter the most. And now the court system has been set up once again to be against men, to force them to be in positions they don't want to be in for the benefit of a woman. So let's look at it this way. Women joined the workforce 100 years ago, right? Mm -hmm. And we know that women who are in CEO positions on average make more than men, regardless of what you want to say with the whole fucking wage gap, which mm -hmm. has been proven false over and over and over again for years now, but women are in the workforce. They have the ability to do, a woman can do everything a man can do. If that's the case, why haven't the laws on alimony changed? You can do everything a man can do. You can get a job. And even if there's only pennies of a difference in a wage gap or even dollars, mm -hmm. a dollar even on a wage gap, you can still support yourself. Why should a man have to give up half of his wages to support you in the event that there's a divorce? Cause you can do everything a man can do, mm -hmm. right? Why are we so quick to take fucking kids away from their fathers? This comes down to tax dollars. Child support is a federal tax scam. It's all, you could Google that. That's a whole fucking thing to go down. Mm -hmm. But 
we've made it a point to destroy the nuclear family. People don't want to fucking be together forever anymore. It makes more taxpayers, more dependence on the government. It's a whole fucking problem. If they really wanted to make change and make equality, they would get rid of all of that shit. They don't want equality. They want equity. They want a leg up. I was about to they, say, they want revenge. And what better revenge for a failed marriage than you're going to pay me until I either remarry or until I fucking die? There are people who won't get remarried because they want to keep that paycheck right. coming. Or because they get they get money from the government. Right? My grandfather uh, was military and Native American. My grandma still gets a check to this day, even though he died when I was a kid. Wow. And if she was to remarry, she would lose those benefits. So if she were to legally get remarried. Right. Well, I mean, obviously you can live with somebody for the rest of your life and have that life. Mm-hmm. They could have a ceremony and do the thing and be married. But if they sign a piece of paper, she loses all that shit. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the question because we're this is gonna be a long fucking podcast. People have been asking for it. Have they? Mm-hmm. So the question that I saw this morning on TikTok was a group of men in a podcast room. And this is going to be how different my mindset is compared to other people. And it said, do you think that women are more thirsty for attention or men are more thirsty for sex? And they, they paused for a second and they all answered. And they all said that men were more thirsty for sex. And I disagree. But what is your answer to that? What I think, do you think women are more thirsty for attention. I put a lot of thought into that. And I think that are there men out there whose sole purpose for relationships is to have sex? Yes. They are known. They make their rounds through friend groups, whatever that they do. I think that men yearn more for understanding and unconditional love. Like they're more thirsty for that than they are for sex. Sex is so abundant. Only fans. GP chat or whatever. You can have sexual conversations with AI. Wow. It Sex is such an over inundated thing in today's society that it doesn't mean anything anymore. There's no value to it anymore. For women, there's a lot of value in attention. Right. Oh, yeah. Monetary even. monetary there are women making million not they have millions of followers on tiktok but they're making thousands of dollars a month just doing dances and showing off their body i i don't think that men are crazed sexual beings made out the way that they are made out in society i think that a majority of women especially with the younger women coming up with with social media and being raised with trauma that a lot of their self-worth is based on the attention that they get. Men don't base their worth on sex. No, you're right. Most don't. Yeah. So here's my thought process on all this because it's not a clean answer. Mm -hmm. It's not yes or no or one or the other. Right. Men don't care about sex. It's the thrill of the hunt. Mm -hmm. It's the chase, right? Getting what we we want, conquering a woman or, or however you want to word that. It's the thrill of the hunt. The courting phase and the back and forth and the chess game of mental and like getting to the point of having sex is why women don't get called back afterwards because they've they've got the kill, right? You, you guys are prey for us. We are we are hunters by nature. That is attention. Mm-hmm. Because in doing so, you are feeding my attention. It's not about sex. It's about you giving me the attention while I'm giving you attention mm-hmm. to get to that final goal. Yeah. The attention has shifted. I believe that everyone is attention starved. I agree. We are lonely. We are lonely in our marriages, we are lonely in our friendships. We are lonely in our households. Kids are neglected because of devices. We are more divided than we have been in human history because of technology. Everyone just wants to have somebody to fucking love them. 
They want to be close. They want to feel like they fucking matter. They want to be heard. It's all based off of attention. Mm -hmm. And when you can get a fake dopamine response from a like, or you can get a paycheck because you got a booty, man or women, because I know there's a lot of dudes on TikTok fucking thirst trap and doing the same shit. Mm -hmm. You are filling a void in yourself. All of that attention that you're getting in the moment fills you up, but it's fake. It's not real. You are using your appearance to somehow feel like you fucking matter. And then at the end of the day, you're going to feel less full because you know that there's nothing about you that people really want other than your appearance. Appearance. It's synthetic dopamine. It, it's, it's fucking garbage. And I heard that question and all of those guys went right to the booty. And like, maybe it's because I'm not that guy. Like sex is important to me. I enjoy it. And, and like when I, when I was a single man, the thrill of the hunt was absolutely a thing for me, but like, it's not sex. I'm not trying to just have sex. I want the experience to get to that point. I want the conversations and the attention and the, the lustful feeling of it all, right? Like there is a tension there. So for women who are thirsty on the internet doing thirst traps and, and the way that they worded that question, if it was black and white, I would think that women are more thirsty because there's more of that than there are men getting laid because women have the, the, the ability to say yes or no, right? You guys have the ability to walk into any bar in America and leave with the man you want where most men go home by themselves every night, mm -hmm. right? So but I think the answer to that is that it comes down to a lack of attention and we are fucking lonely as a species. And I asked Mike and I asked Katie and I didn't open the text message because I wanted to read it on the podcast. Okay. He said, so here's the conclusion we've come to. Men and women both crave slash are starving for attention, but men are impatient. So the attention is based on immediate gratification, the quick release through sex. We think women personally are more prepared to acquire the attention in mass amounts which can become addictive due to the accessibility in social normalization. It's like, it's, uh, it's like every like becomes a trophy, right? So now they're using trophies the way that men trophy, the women that they've slept with. Okay. Then he said, whether they are on social media presenting that week's most recent, why me pity me post or the most recent pair of glasses they bought and so happen to have their boobs out while they show them off to guarantee the likes, men are just simple enough to take the bait, assuming that maybe that this is their chance to hunt and conquer. I love that he fucking used the word hunt. Look at the thirst traps laid out all over social media. We men fall into it almost unconsciously. The hunt for sex has replaced the traditional hunt for survival and the new conquest because everything else is so readily available whereas women are starving for attention in a much more emotionally driven way, but in a lot of ways use sex to achieve that knowing it's allure, hoping that it can produce more for long-term gratification. They don't believe they are enough, good enough, pretty enough, popular enough, etc. So they require someone else to fill that void for them. I fucking love that all four of us went to the exact same place with that. Mm -hmm. And that podcast, everyone on that podcast went a completely different direction. And you know what that tells me? It tells me that there is a difference between people who have the ability to think for themselves versus just answer the question that's been given mm -hmm. because that's not a yes or no question. Right. It's not black and white. There is a gray area. There's so much more to that than just the why matters. Mm -hmm. Right. I love that he used the term hunt. I love that. There's I, I, you know, he, when he was here, he was talking about how he's very big on tribe. Mm -hmm. I've always been big on primitive shit. Like I just, I love that that primitive thing about who we are as, as a species you know right because when it boils down to it we are animals right we are 
we absolutely fucking are. And people forget that. They do because we have higher intelligence and opposable thumbs. Dolphins are more intelligent than us. Uh, I've never heard that. They are. I know that they're intelligent and I know that they can communicate, but I know about more intelligent than us. We are still trying to understand the way that they communicate with one another because it's so extensive. Yeah. Yeah. Do you still feel like you're hunting me? Uh, I pursue you all the time. Mm. Well, you didn't use hunt, so. Um, because I, I, I have you. I, I, if, if I was a caveman and I've dragged you into the cave and I've got you and I'm just dragging you around, you're mine. Okay. I've got my trophy. Yeah. But I'm still showing that trophy off. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't have to hunt you anymore. I've got you. And you just drag you around by your broken ankle. <laughs> but I, I do pursue you still. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have to hunt for you because you are mine. So that's why I chose to use the word pursue. Okay. Because I could not pursue you and just accept that you're here and go about my life and just co-exist co, uh, with you or cohabitate with you. And that's not what I want. I was trying to think of a really cool analogy of an old hunter, but I got nothing. Yeah. I'm tired. Today has kicked my ass. Me too. And this went on way longer than I expected it. And we have to be in the studio in 45 minutes. Okay. So with that being said, guys, I have no idea how long this episode ended up being. And I hope you enjoyed it because it exhausted me. You got anything else? No. Why the pause? Because, okay, this is going to make it longer. <laughs> I, um, women hunt, but we hunt in a different way. You forage. Right. Well, yeah, we forage. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like the hunt, for me specifically, me being my own woman, the hunt for me was getting you to come after me. Right. Like I would lay out the breadcrumbs and then you would pick up on it and then pursue. Right. right? I like to think that I still do that for you. And I just I like our dynamic. Yeah. I enjoy being playful with you and still being the prancing deer that you're chasing. Or admiring at this point. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's important if pursuing me wasn't fun for you i don't think that you would still do it no no i wouldn't and if you turned me down all the time i wouldn't you know what i mean like there's there's there is a balance that has to be had in all of this mm-hmm. so i make it fun for you to pursue it, me. it needs to be fun for both of us mm-hmm. With that being said guys remember you're the authors of your own life so grab a pen and we'll see you on the next one bye guys